Welcome, everybody. It is the Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 122. And it is pals, Marielle and Brian, and our friend Rich from All About Apre Ski. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? Welcome, Rich. What's happening? It's good to be back. I'm finally, finally back. It took us like, you know, two months because I couldn't get things together, but... Yeah, it's been a so, while. It has been. It's been too long, quite honestly. But, but we were trying to get things going, and then I decided to take the the month off of April from drinking, and that kind of complicated things. Yeah. Oh, what a waste. It was a valuable experience. I decided to take the last four days off from drinking. That's a start. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got to stay out. One foot in front of the other. A journey of a thousand miles Almost begins with one step. step. Yeah. There that you step's go. about to end in uh, maybe five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So let's get the crowd to give a warm welcome to, to Rich. Uh, the oh, one of those sad Tampa Bay Lightning fans. <laughs> All six of them. Tampa oh. Terrible. Well, thank you everyone for checking it out. Please uh, check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. We are on all the socials. Twitter.com slash Podcast, Facebook.com slash Podcast, Instagram.com slash Podcast, And a shout out to our friend, Angel Collinson, who responded to our photo today. Thank you, Angel. You are awesome. Yeah, so check that out and uh, Pinterest for the highfalutins and on SoundCloud, highfalutin ski bum. You guys are crushing it on Pinterest. We are some pin and mofos. Pin and mofos. I tell you, I've been slacking the last two weeks, but we got people. I had to shut off my alerts because people are like recommending stuff. I'm like, okay, I, I got to shut these alerts off. There's too many coming. Are you looking for a new cat food dispenser? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> exactly. All right, so to start this off, it's time for our pray today. Mario, what do you got today? So because we're, uh, there's three of us today, I am drinking Trois by, uh, <laughs> by <laughs> Escape Brewing Company. Oh, crap. Uh, it is a tropical IPA. I think I had this uh, probably about two months ago. Uh, still had a can in the fridge, and like I said, I'm cleaning everything out because I'm going to be moving. Uh, and this is, uh, it's a tropical IPA, just made of hops, barley wheat, water, and yeast. It has a fresh, kind of a, kind of a, whatchamacallit, pineapple-y taste. So the, pretty good. Actually goes down pretty well. Um, uh, 6.8% ABV, and it doesn't taste like it. So that's always a, that's always a good sign. Nice. I like how you, uh, you actually thought this out and had like a, a themed beverage today. <laughs> It actually was the only one sitting in the fridge, and I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> it's wow. So, Who makes that beer? It is Escape Run Company. What is it? Escape. Now, they're in um, Odessa, Florida, which is just north of Newport Ritchie, Trinity or Odessa. Um, I think they technically say the Trinity, Florida, which is you know, a nice part of uh, up here north of Tampa, about 40 minutes north of Tampa. And um, yeah, they, they actually make some solid beers. Uh, I had the other West Coast IPA that was uh, the gigantic crawler that I had a few weeks ago when Brian still wasn't drinking. And uh, I drank that in his honor. You got to make up for the absence. Exactly. Yeah. It was the Andre, the, gi- the giant sized uh, drink. <laughs> I didn't he used to drink like some stupid amount of beer yeah oh he used but, to have like a whole wagon he would yeah. they would tow behind his bus because it's like he would need that yeah did you see the documentary i didn't see on the hbo is that is that that where i heard it though i heard it's like that. a leg he's like just legendary drinking and the thing is the documentary talks about it and they're like dude 
he didn't love drinking. He was just in so much pain and like oh, he just really? needed that. Like he used to drink like a, like a friggin' handle of vodka, like it was like a shot. I watched the first half of that. I didn't realize he was like from France and he was like wrestling there and like his whole thing. It was pretty cool. It was really about. neat. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really fun at first and it got kind of dark at the end. Like yeah, sad. I can see that. And he died. I mean, he died alone in a hotel room in Paris. Damn. And he was like so lovable. And then like Vince McMahon and him had like a falling out. And yeah, it's hmm. just a horrible way to go. But he was normal until he was like, what, 15 or something. And then, yeah, like, and then he's pituitary gland. Just, I guess. I don't know if it was a tumor on it or what. I forget. But yeah, it just kicked into overdrive and he just got like gigantic. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah I wonder if like there'll be a time where we can actually like, do like controlled pituitary gland, you know, like huge people like, maximization. Yeah. So like you can like maybe have like a disposable tumor. That's getting for a band. Disposable, <laughs> disposable tumor. It probably is. Yeah, there's no question about it. Some, Hello. some cover band out there that's got that name. Hello, Hartford. <laughs> no, man, don't don't use our name. Disposable tumor. Hashtag disposable tumor. I like it. Yeah. Not to be confused with detachable penis. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> which is missile. a song. Which detachable is tumor. I wondered, that was, a, I think, my senior year, my favorite yeah. song. <laughs> Uh, who the hell was King that? Missile? Was that who it was? Yep. Oh my God. I woke up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, People classic. said I should get it attached, but yeah. I don't know why you'd want to do that. I like having an attachable penis. It's too far. Yeah, there's no no span to disposable tumor. Just check. No. Nothing's coming up. Uh, that's, the internet's full of fake news. I know. It's all fake news. We're men of science, yeah. obviously. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Rich. You always come bearing gifts. You're like the uh, the Pied Piper of beer. I, I am the Pied Piper of beer. I get I get beer delivered to my house pretty regularly. Oh, um, that's nice. Uh, Where do you live again? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, like, uh, it's a tough tough life, but somebody's got to drink beer and let the world know about it. So, hey, you can't go you can't go on the wagon, you know, for a month like you know one of the other bums did. I don't I don't know no, why he did that. Listen, it, I can't just stop doing my job. Exactly. You know, like, like if I stop drinking beer for a month, then who the hell would know anything about breweries like 50-50 brewing? That's like if Kim Kardashian took a month of showing pictures of her ass. <laughs> what would society do? Like, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. She went dark on social media? What? Why? Holy crap. Um, but yeah, so I brought, uh, I actually brought three different, three different offerings today from 50-50 brewing. Uh, we're going to try it. We're going to start out with their session 267. I brought their pale ale and I brought their, uh, their hop lager, uh, storm chaser, which is a pretty cool story. So we're going to talk about those at some point throughout the show, uh, because I have beer and I brought it. So, uh, this one session two sixty seven. apparently it says, uh, highway two sixty seven is the gateway to our playground. So for those of you who don't know, 50, 50 brewing is out in Truckee, California. And, and for those who are not geography majors, that's just northwest of Lake Tahoe. There you go. Uh, it is. Yeah. And it's pretty much a playground there. There's no there's definitely no denying it. I actually one of those days a few months ago where I just hated my job so much and I hated everything about my life that I decided to look up where I was going to move in Lake Tahoe. I just. I looked at like neighborhood. I did research on like best neighborhoods. Really? You know, like Zillow, <laughs> Trulia. Like what's that city data? Like I was, I was going deep for like an hour. All in. I was nice. only for an hour. Oh my God. Yes. Then I went out. 
then he was all out. And now I'm in my prepper basement seven. in New Jersey. Yeah, now, now <laughs> in the bunker. Chucky was just a, uh, it was just a mirage, really. Yeah, uh, it was like a lap dance. Yeah, it was like a life lap dance. <laughs> and then she was gone. She took my money and left. Oh my God. Never saw her again at all. Yes, I did a. I recently did a story of the, uh, about fifty fifty brewing on my site. Um, what site is that, Rich? Oh, that would be all about Uh So we did a little a post on the blog and got to interview um, interview the owner. It's a husband and wife team, and these were two people that were kind of in like the business world and decided like, you know what? Let's start a brewery. They got tired. They got tired of it, and they were you know they they kind of had this idea of like everywhere they went, they were always going to brew pubs or breweries and good places to eat and kind of felt inspired by it. So they started their own. So instead of being bitter about their jobs and just cruising the internet, looking on Zillow, they actually did something about it. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. And then check out and not do it. Uh, Why do you think I'm in a basement in New Jersey? What son? You are in Rumson. What son? What rum? No, we're in rum, son. (laughs) So that being said, uh, they started this awesome brew pub out in Truckee, and it is uh, it's it's a hub. It's you know basically being around. I guess probably three different, you know, they're within probably less than 20 miles, of three different major ski resorts out there. There's so, at least, isn't there like five of them out there? Yeah. But they're like within 20, like they're, because oh, they're pretty enough. They're Northwest. Right. Up, so they're, of, on the way. I forget which ones. Um, I think North, are. North star. They're right uh, by Olympic Valley. Right yeah. Um, might, might be even, I was going to say heavenly, but. Heavenly is like on the southern part. It's probably close yeah. enough. It's not that far. But either way, so they, it attracts a pretty big opera ski pr- fat, uh, crowd, and their food looks ridiculous. And let's uh, Alpine Meadow isn't that right there? That could be that too. Yeah, yeah. Alpine Meadow. Yeah, it's just south of North Star. So North Star's right next, right near them. Cheers, man. Thank you for bringing this. Cheers. Prost. Prost. That's nice. Yeah, it's definitely different than any other session that I've had. That's. Now I'm usually, I, I like, you know, as we've talked about in the podcast repeatedly, like we're into big double IPAs and stuff, but this one, like this and like the session from Lawson's are probably the two best oh, sessions I've had. Oh, really? That's the cool. super session number, yeah. I think eight or five. Yeah. Or six, seven. Yeah. This, this is really flavorful for it's a session. It's got like, um, I know this may sound ridiculous, but like bananas. Bananas. That's bananas. Like, really? Little, I, I could be. I'm not getting bananas. I don't know. <laughs> nutty cheese. It's <laughs> mm, that's all. Hint of nutty cheese. Yeah, uh, hints of nutty cheese in my beer. I'm going with bananas. <laughs> that was a sideways reference. Yeah. <laughs> well, this isn't any, you know, ethical Merlot. Are you chewing gum? <laughs> I think it's super session number two. You're thinking of Brian. I just looked up the can. There is an eight too. I think. I love there it. is an eight, but I looked at the can. I don't remember that can. So super sessionable. I love this can too. If you check out this can, it's got the artwork on all three of these cans is beautiful. It's got the the car with the ski with the ski uh, ski lifts in the rack on the back. Is it a Tesla? I don't know if it's a Tesla. Because on another day when I was like just hating my life and picturing <laughs> what I would do if I won the lottery, which is always a fun game to play. I was like, oh, I would probably get a Tesla Model X, but you can't get anything for the roof because it has that whole glass roof. So you got to get a uh, a bumper hitch for your ski rack. Did you do a nice painful thing of like pricing out, building your Tesla online and pricing it all out and then have to just 
just totally dish. It's 150k yeah. the way I want it. Now you may. I actually have. So you're not getting that really ugly boxy one. Well, that funky, the weird the one, refrigerator the one? one. Yeah. Oh, that's the one you're looking at. Oh yeah. Oh, the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I called it ugly then. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I actually have at my desk. I have post-it notes of whatever. Whenever the lottery changes how much it is, I have written down what I would spend with Not each really. of the different amounts on my desk like a goddamn lunatic like i'm like nice. like jack in the shining just like a prepper <laughs> like a prepper yes a lottery prepper tropicalness to this maybe maybe it's not bananas <clears throat> not to interrupt but maybe it's it's there's definitely there's definitely a, a tropical flavor to this i know i'm not losing my mind here mango papaya there's something maybe a papaya a pineapple a, oh, all right all right i feel you on that one maybe a little light pineapple yeah yeah Oh, like you know when you put pineapple like you can if you put pineapples and vodka you can make like pineapple infused mm-hmm. vodka it's like when you have the leftover pineapple at the end when all the flavors yeah. been sucked out of it so you get a little bit of flavor but mostly it's like yeah nothing i'm definitely digging it though it's really good yeah all right and that's the session one right this is the session session 267 it's a uh well, it's, it's an ipa all right nice uh, there you have it Wonderful things happening in Lake Tahoe. One down. Oh, their tasting notes from the site says brewed with uh, Azaka hops delivers notes of mango and papaya. Wow. With a mild multi profile. Boom. You guys are right on. Yeah. I'm going to test you guys. Mango. Holy crap. Well, don't you, if you combine mango and papaya, get pineapple? Sort of. Pretty much. So. It's like when you take like red and yellow and make orange. Right. <laughs> it's right. the other pineapple. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I thought you were making a joke, but no, you're, that, was, that was fact, actually. Yes. So yeah, that was that was really good. So thanks for bringing these. These are uh, again. I'm just like looking at. You always bring like wh- whatever beers you have. They always have like beautiful artwork. Like those. I still can't get over those Roadhouse brewing and, ones. And I'm going to. So <laughs> while um while I was away, uh, I was I was trying to rustle up some more beers for the podcast in anticipation that I was going to you know that I, that I would have been on like two or three. More, oh, sorry, that I would have been on two or three more times. Uh, in the past, you know, past three months, but we just couldn't, we couldn't jive. So I have, I have beers waiting in, in, in anticipation for, for the show. Nice. Uh, you know, good breweries out of, out of Utah, Talisman Brewing and uh, Red Rock Brewing. And I've got, uh, I've got some new ones from Roadhouse. Um, oh, nice. Summer offering. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll drink well. Hey man, you're right down the street. So the yeah. if you want to be a, uh, and every other week guest, <laughs> <laughs> when you, well, listen, you, if, as long as Angel isn't on, you can come on. Okay. She's going to be our new BFF. She might have to bump you. We can have you on. We can all be on. We might yeah, together. Comes on. Be, when it happens. Be a big party. We're all about spreading the love yeah. here. So, yeah. So, you know, with Rich being here, uh, we got a couple of really fun booze related stories. Uh, so, you know, I, I've been kind of like grabbing these during the week and uh, one of a couple of them I had last week, but I'm like, let's wait with Rich because uh, these are fun to talk about. I love the fact that you associate me with booze. Well, you know what? We, we were going to have our buddy booze Frank on last week, who was our weed guy. Oh, right. So we went to weed stories yeah. lined up. So since you're like our booze guy, right, yeah. we got the booze stories, Listen, you know, we like, like to said, play. Somebody's got to drink beer for a living. We like to play to people's strengths. That's what yeah. we're all about here. <laughs> No. Oh, see, we could have made made it work because I think you went to Truckee this year. What's that, Frank? I think went to Truckee this year. Oh, look at that! There it's you all... go. All right. So, first story. This is a good one. Uh, people, you know, it's summertime and people love books. So, there's a new book coming out next week called Barrel Age Stout and Selling Out: 
Goose Island, Anheuser-Busch, and how craft beer became big business. This, this, uh, they kind of, the guy goes into a lot of details on this review and it's a fantastic review. And it's, it's almost disturbing to look at how many of the breweries that you always think of as like great craft breweries are actually owned by InBev, like Breckenridge, Blue Point, Elysian, Devil's Backbone, Wicked Weed. I was surprised. I didn't know Devil's Backbone was, and I actually, I kind of like their beers. Mm -hmm. Um, have you had the Elysian Space Dust? I have not. That is a oh, fantastic I, IPA. I love space dust. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's something we snorted. <laughs> <laughs> they have that a lot of places now, though. Oh, space dust. Well, that that's why they have it everywhere because now with their uh, being in bed. I, I will say this though, with like Goose Island, like I, and I, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk too critically, but like Goose Island, I used to really like. There was, there was definitely like, you know, one or two of their beers that I, I would, I would actually like. If I saw it, I would order it. Is this like pre InBev? Pre InBev. Okay. Since since their the purchase of that, I kind of feel like the quality is not necessarily the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me ask you: Is it really is really it something you think is how you think of them, or is it really the taste? Because no, like, I think I actually think there's a quality control issue. I think as, when you're that could be that that higher level, like you know, that higher amount of production, you know, it's going to be. Uh, it's, it becomes you can't maintain that quality it becomes more difficult to replicate the same thing right so they might have to change it because it's right. it's tricky to to replicate that volume right the same, you know? one of the things that make the a lot of these craft beer places so um you know so good is that they're they're consistent with what they're putting out you know well, yeah, they care about the ingredients a lot more. Right. So if you're it's like a restaurant, like if you're making, you know, some custom pizzas with like cauliflower crust and, you know, right. and like, like homemade mozzarella, you can only make so much of that, you know, right. like it's to a point when you're going to make a volume, you have to cut the quality right. down. It's like the difference between going to, you know, Domino's pizza versus, uh, you know, local mom and pop, like Ellen B. Spumoni Gardens in Brooklyn, the one of the best in the country. Like, yeah, they only make some art or I think, what is it like Tutono's out on Coney Island only makes they run out. They're done. They right? run out. They're done. Close Love that. Day. We're done. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, there's something to be said for that. So I think the quality, you know, it, I wasn't surprised by this. You know, I guess the only thing that really surprised me was that devil's backbone, because I do like devil's backbones stuff. And so I'm hoping that they don't, that that doesn't get screwed up. <laughs> See, yeah, what I, get, what I get hung up on is when, you know, some people have this association that, oh, it's its owned by a big company. Oh, it must be crap beer. It's like, all right, you might not like it, but like, why do you like it? So you're a craft beer connoisseur. So that's a little bit different. You're looking for taste and you, you can taste the difference. Yeah. <laughs> but uh sure. someone actually called me an expert i laughed i'm like <laughs> there you go <laughs> but you know some people i think have this association in their mind that, oh it's owned by a big company it must suck and i don't know maybe i i agree with you there could be a mental side to it there, there, it could it could definitely be a psychological thing like oh well you know anheuser bush owns it or whatever like yeah but when you read this like when you look at the synopsis here and they talk about the things that you are going to like that are in this book right you go oh my god they're clueless you know, the first like of the five things, the first thing the guy talks about is InBev put a guy in control of Goose Island who knew nothing about craft that beer. That blew my mind. Isn't that insane? <laughs> like you could have picked me and paid me a, a shit ton of yeah, money. Right. On it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'd probably know a little bit more. Um, yeah, that, that that blew my mind. Like, but you weren't related to the person that plays golf with the guy that did the hiring. That's the problem. That's true. Yeah. True. <laughs> you probably saw me play golf. That was <laughs> Yeah, number two, they said InBev gave Goose Island zero input on the brand's national 
our initial national rollout. That I believe. Uh, again, when you get a big company, everything gets siloed and a lot of stuff gets missed. But you, you think like, with such a big purchase that they would have at least had their shit together for this. Yeah. You know, well, this you know, they already have their, their national marketing team. So like, yeah, we already got to figure Pitbull's going to release it. <laughs> Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull. <Yes>. Island Platinum. <laughs> Dolly. <laughs> Um, number three, it was surprisingly easy to get local and national media to look past everything happening. Media look past things that are happening. Just follow the money. Yeah. Just follow PR, money. man. Just you pay enough money. And, uh, you know how many ads they pay to local media? That's why. I love this one. Number four, InBev had no conception of where and when people drink craft beer. In this art, this part, they talked about, you know, they thought, what do people like? What's their everyday beer? Oh, it's Bud, Bud Light, Bush, and Bush Light, you know? And then savoring occasions. That's when people drink Stella and Shock Top and Goose Island and Leffa. It's like, I wouldn't drink. I Stella, I'll drink. But like Shock Top, man, it's like the freaking worst. I don't know. Not mm. a big fan of Shock Top. Not a fan of that. But if it had a if it had a Vortex uh, bottle. Vortex you'd probably, bottle. You'd probably oh, drink hilarious. It. I mean, like, really? Bud Light Platinum for partying? Okay. I don't yeah. Rita beers, indulging occasions. <laughs> Budweiser yeah. Black Crown for partying occasions. For partying out. Like, you think they'll ever come out with a Goose Island Rita? Everyday food. Like, how is it that the everyday food is, you know, the beer that you're choosing to pair with these, with your everyday food is different? Than, I mean, holy crap. Like, they just had no idea when people drank this stuff. What like, do you drink every day? Bud Light. What do you drink when you're hanging up? Bud Light. What do you drink when you're <laughs> indulging? Bud Light Lime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's a special occasion. Bud Light Platinum. Because it's brown on the bottle. What do you drink when you wake up? Bud Gelada. Oh. <laughs> the worst idea ever. What a ridiculous notion. I love the, the comment from the author below. It's like, I mean, yeah, who wants to pair a crisp, spicy Saison with their nice piece of fish when they could have a bush light, right? Keystone. Keister. Oof. <laughs> I drank my fair share in a Keystones in, in in college, and it's not a it's not a food beer. Keystone, <laughs> yeah, Keystone. <laughs> it pairs great with ramen noodles. <laughs> more Keystones. Yeah. All right, number five. Inbev paid a six million dollar fine in India for bribery. I'm surprised they even paid a fine. India is pretty bribe friendly. Yeah. When so I worked for a big company, a toy company, they did not do business in India because it was too bribery specific. Is that same toy company now out of going out of business? They are out of business. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they wouldn't do, it couldn't do business in India. Like everybody is looking for a handout. Yeah. They actually got, uh, they got in trouble for the foreign corrupt practices uh, act. I will say this. This is it's funny how they got caught. This is now on my list of, of books to read for sure. Yeah. It looks really good. I think there's yeah. an audio version too coming out, which yeah. is our jam over here. I only do the audio version. I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The bonus. The bonus. Number six. Literally made it rain. They made it rain hops once. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they're like they're friggin' CEO. I want to grow hops. Well, like, how is it hard? Or like, I know it's like just a specific region where you can grow them in, right? Like, it's well, I mean, the people there's a farm in New Jersey that grows them, so it grows well next to weed. From what I heard. There you oh, go. oh, oh. <laughs> Brian's like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're still talking about some cool booze stories. Here's one from uh, a guy in Brooklyn, of course. He is putting... That's where all the ants are. <laughs> yes. He's putting ants in his beer. 
Brooklynites. Mm, yummy. They, they got a little bit of a harder accent for sure. They got like a like yeah. goatees and yeah. handlebar mustaches. Yeah, little glasses. <laughs> that's in the that's in the Williamsburg section. Section for sure. Yeah. So this this dude Daley Crafton, he is a uh, he's a brewer and he works at a. Um, that was real name. Or is that like a Brooklyn name? This guy this is Brooklyn this guy's name. A savage though. Like it's like you move to Brooklyn and they give you like a new name. Like, like, not not Brooklyn name. like I saw I saw where this I saw that, that this was a was a munchie story, mm-hmm. which by the way is phenomenal. Like, it's a great site, oh, right? It's phenomenal. Yeah. And and then when I looked at the picture of this dude and I was like, all right, if I had to epitomize munchies and beer, this guy would be that guy. And Brooklyn? In Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes. Brooklyn. yeah. He couldn't be more Brooklyn if he tried. And he works at Brooklyn Kitchen. Yeah. He couldn't be more big old beard and mustache. He's ready to go. Well, he probably lets the ants live in his beard. Yeah. He's like, I shake out my beard and the ants go right in there. Yeah, like that scene in Shrek where <laughs> and they're like trained, very intellectual ants. He teaches brewing, this guy. I mean, how cool is that? But I guess the way I mean, so, to work out, like I well, he says I guess the reason why they use the ants is because of the microbes they carry in their bodies. And they've tried to other ant or other, I guess, insects to see what sort of yeast they produce in bacteria. And they tried it with, I guess, bees. Um, and then there was one they said, what did they use? One one insect, but they said it tasted like a horse blanket. <laughs> nice. Right. Well, that would be That's the right horse blanket. Um but I couldn't get rid of that taste for a while. Isn't that horse going for the triple crown? Isn't that yeah, justify it. Justify you go, put a little justify in there. I yeah, that's the force. <laughs> Just hope it's filtered. That's the only. Well, they said they they check them in a lab to make sure there's no dangerous, um, you know, like yeast or your beer and like you know sediment. But like instead of the sediment, it's it's like ants. Ants. Well, aren't they good with like? Isn't that like a big I, like paleo thing? Like people eating like bugs. I, you know what? I did see that one time. Like if you wanted to go really paleo, you have to eat <laughs> bugs. I'm not against it. I'd give it a whirl. It's just that when the bugs get too big, like I'd rather have a lot of little ones than like a big one. Yeah. You know, like a big, like crunchy gooey one. Well, I seen, I don't know. I'd go for the little ones. If I had to. Right. Speaking of munchies. I was watching the, uh, untitled action Bronson show, which <laughs> <laughs> speaking of spacing out for a half hour, um, <laughs> no, it shows actually awesome. I, it, it's, it's, it's so amusing, but, but there was somebody on there about, well, yeah, they were eating, I guess they were eating freaking ants. I don't know what that means. Who's this guy? Maybe I missed the whole, the whole point of it, but does he have multiple shows? He does. He has uh, fuck. That's delicious. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I kind of like the untitled action Bronson show a little bit better Okay, because it, there's, it's, there's so much going on that it's like, it's, it's almost kind of like total, like it's organized chaos and, or maybe it's not even organized. I don't even know, but oh. they make some awesome food on that show. Nice. Yeah. It's a good, oh. it's definitely worth it. I know he was on Joe Rogan a few, maybe years ago. And he's like, even Rogan's like, I've never seen anyone smoke so much weed as this guy. It's just the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> read the entire time on the outside of election. Oh, that's so. fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is another. You, I mean, you're on top of your game. You've really blown my mind now with, with two things. Yeah, they tried a wasp beer at one point. Oh, yeah, so they said it was not like white, white Anglo Saxon process. No, annoying, <laughs> douchey. Uh, not, not a beer from like England. <laughs> yeah, it's bass. It's just freaking bass. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did it out in North Carolina at the beer. Uh, where all the wasps world are. beer, yeah, where all the wasps are, yeah. 
And uh, he said, I mean, it tastes like a sour. Yeah. He said it's working out pretty well. Um, and what is the name of this brewery? Do we know? This guy is, does this guy have a name of the brewery? Let's see. I think it's, well, I know he works at the Brooklyn Kitchen as a brewery. Oh, wait. There's one called, it's called Funky Fresh is the beer. That's, oh, that's the, the beer itself. The Brooklyn Kitchen. He mentions this guy, Jeff Mello, who's cataloging yeast and bacteria from every zip code in the U.S. That sounds like a hoot. I wonder if we can use like lime ticks to make beer because they're absolutely the most like useless, douchey creatures on the planet. There you go. Oh, oh Mello is the founder of Bootleg Biology. My other half. No, it's definitely not other half. Other half is... Funky Fresh Sour, Kettle House Brewing. Kettle House. Okay. There we go. No, that can't be it. No? It's in Mon- That's in Missoula... Montana? I guess. Is that where Missoula is? I don't think it's Missoula these days. <laughs> Funky Fresh. Yeah. We're, uh, I don't know if he actually. This brewery doesn't even exist. It just. Is he getting just, funding from InBev? Fake <laughs> it's InBev, yeah. It's, uh, it's InBev. <laughs> it's like those, uh, those fake uh, study site, uh, studies they do, they run. Yes, we did a study, and beer is actually very good for you. Bud, Bud Light is Sponsored the best beer. By, yeah. uh, what, what beer do you want to drink when uh, you want to be healthy? Bud Light. <laughs> That's right. Sponsored by the American Beer Council for America. My favorite is the Michelob Ultra commercials. Where people are like doing like you know CrossFit, and like <laughs> spin class, and they're like, "Man, I am so tired. Let's get some Mick Ultras yeah, and party the night away." Pound is my good Mick Ultra. Well, that and the new thing, like there's a commercial for like chocolate milk. They're like, drink. well, chocolate milk actually is a good post-workout uh, drink. Is it actually? It, okay. It actually is because, because, it, because of the, the sugar from the chocolate and the. For like rebuilding muscles, right? Yeah, it actually is. That's, that's actually a legitimate one. Um, the Michelob Ultra, I think we, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of like, you know, telling. How about if you mix the Mick Ultra with chocolate milk? Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> Mick Ultra milk. Mick Ultra milk. You How bad could it be? Yeah. You that to kids. <laughs> We got to get the protein in there. Yeah, right. A little bit of everything, right? I like that. All right. So speaking of the good, kind-hearted folks the uh, at InBev, this was a cool story combining two of our favorite things. Ridiculous, too. This was at a, um, a cryptocurrency convention. They debuted this uh, consensus in New York last week. The first ever anonymous age-verifying beer vending machine from the folks at Civic and Anheuser-Busch. So Civic is a blockchain company and they have their app that um, it kind of like stores your personal identity on the blockchain and you can use that to identify yourself and, and your age and use this the, uh, the Civic app to, up against this machine to verify you're over 21 and get your beer. And as a display they were doing it just you know for free at the convention, but I think they're probably going to try oh, all right, so- rolling this out. Do they save your fingerprint in the cloud with that too? Um, Civic, and again, uh, this is a little bit of a not exact, you know, I don't have the, quite the details down. Civic is like a, they're a, their blockchain and their 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 token. You're supposed to like it's supposed to store your personal information. So instead of you giving all your information to you know credit card companies, banks, uh, whatever, Civic like they hold it, but, but you actually hold it and share it. So I guess that so it had like your social security so or something that, that would the question does like can you put in fake information? That's I think it might tie it to like a social security oh, or okay. like yeah, a driver's license social, or something. Yeah. All right. So it, it says it's a civic so you can you can't really scam this then. No. It's supposed to be like super legit, but instead of you just giving all that information like I said to different companies, it, you you kind of hold it yourself and, and this is to get beer where? This was at a convention last week. 
Oh, it's a vending machine to verify. I think a vending machine, like vending machine yes. beers, right? Yeah. But they, they did add it at have the you convention ever as drank a beer at a vending machine. Mario, have you drank a beer? I've never. I have I never was even seen one off. <laughs> no. So growing up, I used to hang out at this uh, firehouse, and they had a. <laughs> you ever seen a machine naked? <laughs> and they had a Coke machine that they just put beers in. So you just go in and pay, put fifty cents, and boom, get a beer. So that that was a vending machine. That was really cool. <laughs> So is that is that is that tab? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> wow, it's a beer, it's Milwaukee. Yeah, thought that was kind of cool. So this is a secure identity ecosystem. So they basically take all of your information, store it somewhere you don't know where they're storing it in China, <laughs> in something with a Slavi at the end of it, and China, <laughs> and it's secure. Um, well, I don't think I'm not. See, that's the thing I don't get if they they store it or if. You have it, uh, yeah. This is this is where I because I remember I, I follow Vinny Lingham, who's the guy who created this, and I was actually looking to get that that token when they went with their ICO last year, but I didn't. Uh-huh. Kind of glad I didn't. It looks cool, but the problem is if this gets hacked, you're just kind of at your entire life. It's also like a last password, you know, or like a one pass, you know, like you put everything into that, and if it gets hacked, then you lose everything. Or they, they're right. so, but yeah. last pass, I'm not putting my social in there. You have the, you know, you can put whatever you want in there, I guess. Yeah. Another way they kind of talk about it is that like you, you control your information and you can decide who you're passing along to. So it's more on you, but again, mm-hmm. who really wants that responsibility? Dress on more on. Take care of my lawn. <laughs> I got to take care of my freaking identity too. All right. We got one more fun liquor story. So this weekend is Memorial day weekend. It is. I've heard rumors. Now, if you're lucky enough to be in the Arapahoe Basin, Colorado area, there is the 17th annual Festival of the Brew Pubs featuring Mojo Mama. Mojo Mama. (laughs) So there's a great list of of breweries that are out there. Angry Games, The Bakers. Telluride's there. In in Bev-owned Breckenridge Brewery. Oh my god! Hogsheads, Hogsheads. There, any beer that has the name with a like a pig name in, in it is <laughs> be good. Now, Oscar Blues. Does someone own them? I don't know. That's um. That's like uh, Dale's Pale Ale and, and, and Gubna and, and like Yellow, Good Night Yellow Pills. And yes. Like that. And yeah, they're they're good. I like their stuff. their stuff's really good. Yeah. That Good Night. I had that. Well, first time I had it was sitting outside at the base of Telluride on like a thirty degree sunny day. Did you ever have Telluride Brewing Company stuff? Yeah, we eat stuff from them. Really good stuff. Real good, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, we <clears throat> we drank a lot of... Tell you Have you ever had Crooked Stave? No. So Crooked Stave is interesting because they, they only make sour beers. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So, okay. and it, that, that's their thing, but they're really good at it. Hmm. Really, really good at it. Their stuff is solid. I'm trying to like sours. I keep trying. I just... So, it, all right, here's one that I think is kind of entry level. <laughs> that's what I need. I need some 101. Kate May, Kate May Brewing. Okay. Who oh, okay. I'm kind of digging these days, and I, I'm thinking they're one of the best in New Jersey, to be honest with you. I, I really, really like their stuff. I've had their coastal evacuation. Okay. Yeah. They've got some, that's a good one. They're, um, I think, like Anytime or something like that is a really good one. And the Summer Catch is a, like a good wheat beer. But the, this this one I think is good is it's called Corrosion. Corrosion. And it is, a, it is a kettle soured IPA. Okay. So it's like the beer geeks like perfect beer, you know, (laughs) but it's, it's really, really good. Really good. It's definitely well-balanced, not super soury, not super hoppy. Corrosion. Corrosion. Write that one down. Oh no. 
The okay. same Oscar Blues is still owned by still Craft Oscar, Oscar still owned. You know what? I knew I liked those guys. Good. Yeah. Uh, Dave Kitchell. Oh, this looks like an awesome event. I actually got the uh, oh, Dale Kitchell blog post coming out on my site tomorrow about this. Dale Kitchell. Um, this Mojo Mama sounds pretty awesome. It's like Mojo Mama. The uh, <laughs> it's like uh, like like an Aretha Franklin Steely Dan Love Child sounds like. This sounds pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely funky and blues. I was looking, at, I was looking them up a little bit and listening to some of their tunes, and they're no twiddle, but it'll do. What's that? <laughs> it's no twiddle, but it'll do. I got to see twiddle this winter. Did you? They were where they nice. playing? They played at Stratton. They headlined the really. They headlined the Vermont Open. I got to, I got to go there and take it all in. They're a fun band, man. They are. They're fun. Yeah. <laughs> we saw them by accident in Telluride. What the so, hell were they doing in Telluride? You know, That's exactly what the stoners in front of us were saying. They're like, I can't believe Twiddle came here, man. Yeah, you know what's funny? Big following. Actually, Twiddle headlined one of the days last year at the Burton U.S. Open in Vail. They were headlining one of the parties at Vail. I couldn't <sighs> believe they were out there. Yeah. We, we yeah. just hit up a day late. Those guys, man, they know what they're doing. Holly's crushing it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we saw them, and uh, it was one of the most surreal evenings I've ever spent. We were in this basement in Telluride, and it was like this bar was kind of split into two halves. The first half was like, you know, where the band was playing, and the other half was like pool tables and stuff. My favorite person on the planet I saw, it was this dude, probably like late 30s, long, blonde, like strawberry blonde, curly hair, big beard. He had a Grateful Dead long sleeve t-shirt and he's doing like the stoner like kind of dance with these two chicks around him he got a little sweaty he took off the long sleeve chai dye grateful dead long sleeve shirt and had a identical short sleeve tie dye grateful dead t-shirt on nice. and kept his little stoner dance going it was, just, it was, an expert. It was beautiful he's a clear clearly he was like a unicorn yeah <laughs> and the amount of weed being smoked at that concert it would it not was insane it is it was twiddle and it was Telluride. And it was Telluride. It was Bachnanas. Yeah, that was that was a good trip. That was that was well. Speaking of Telluride, my sister is actually there right now reporting for the podcast. Yeah, the uh, Mountain Film Festival out in Telluride, and we'll have more information on that probably next week. But she's doing some interviews. She is going to have some uh, some info for us, and we'll be posting on all the socials too, which we already have. So if you check it out, you will see it there. Don't forget Pinterest. Don't forget Pinterest. I don't think it's going there. That's oh, Mario's okay. gig. He's going. our pinner. Huh? Mario's our pinner. It's going there, man. It's going. Let's get into the Genjula. All right. So I don't think we have a bean of the week this week from Frank, do we? We don't have a bean. I was just checking. We don't have a bean. Damn it. But we do have one fun little Gonjula story this week. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio tells police to end arrests for marijuana smoking. I mean, could could New York City become more liberal under under him? I don't even think it's possible at this point. It's uh, it's getting a little. I don't, it's not even a little out of hand. It's not even out of hand. It's just like it's out there. Weird. It's, it's well, it's just so funny to look at New York City now and look at it like during like the Warriors. Yeah, you know, yeah. or like Taxi Driver. You like right. you watch those movies. Um, did or you even s- just under Giuliani. Yeah. yeah. We don't even have to go back to Taxi Driver. Well, did you ever see that, yeah. that show on HBO, The Deuce, is out oh, yeah. last year? Yeah. That was like, you're like, 
that was real. Like, that was like yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. It was like just filthy and awful. And you, you know, you, you couldn't bring kids there. And now it's like, Hey, we have like M&Ms and good morning America. And hey, gummies. <laughs> well, I remember, when, I remember when Giuliani came and he started cracking down on everything. It was like, what the hell is he doing? He's ruining New York City. It's like ruining the flavor and the, the atmosphere of it. And then you look like, you know, two years after he started cracking down, you're like, hey, that's pretty nice. Oh, yeah, I can was, actually take the nice. subway? Yeah, I could walk down the street without worrying about getting knifed or mugged or anything like that. It was actually pretty cool. I remember playing, that thing, yeah. I remember playing softball in Central Park. <clears throat> uh, when I was working and um, it was just kind of like, you know, a, a corporate league. And it's funny, we're, we're in, we played till like it got too dark and the, the police would come around and, you know, start shutting down all the, uh, all the, uh, the fields. And I remember walking out and talking to the guys. I'm like, wait a minute, we're not like running out of here. Like we're passing people with like walkers, like jogging and stuff like that. We're like, you'd never see this like years ago. Like you'd have to get the hell. Like it was an unwritten rule. You get the hell out of central park by sundown or you're, or you're gonna you're you're looking for trouble absolutely and now it's like a playground it's 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 great you know now there'll be a little bit of weed being smoked there now yeah just a little and bit without getting arrested of course yeah that's right yeah according to blasio we're not arresting how's that twa coming along twa is coming along pretty good um so we got our second one if uh all right load it up I guess this one's called Kappa, uh, C-A-P-A. It's a pale ale, California-style pale ale, which I guess would translate into Kappa, right? Oh. That's the name. Like California? Yeah, for sure. This one's 5.4% uh, alcohol. Um, we dug the first one. Let's let's see how this guy comes out. Moving up I see the, the tasting notes. You guys got to give me the blind tasting notes, and I'll tell you what it says on the top. <laughs> oh, you're already looking at it? Nice. I like yeah. it. Nice color. Yeah. It's like a bubbly urine color. I'm going to actually pour this one in this cup here and get a little, let it open up. It's definitely hoppier. So now, Rich, for some of the novices out there, now when you pour a beer in a glass. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Totally snarfed Brian, it. Brian just took a face shot. <laughs> so when you pour a beer in a glass, he's supposed he's to let missing, it sit for a while. And hold on a second. He's missing ski season so much, he gave himself a face shot with the beer, the foam of the beer. It's called dedication to the game, my friends. <laughs> That's how you train for operate skis. Got to get all up in there. <laughs> get all over there. All right, so go ahead, Mario. We're we're. Uh, what's the question? Are you supposed to let it aerate and just like foam out? Like what? How? What's the proper way to drink it? Because some people just, you know, they think pouring it with as little foam as possible is the best way. Or all right, so you know. <laughs> It's funny you ask that. I mean, I, I I think there's supposed to be a good a good head on the beer. I, uh, there's this place that I go to, a brewery called Suarez Family Brewing up in it's uh, it's up in the Hudson Valley. It's right by Red Hook. I don't know the exact town it's in, but it's funny. You go in there and you order a beer at the counter, and they're like, "Okay, hold on, sir. Your beer will be ready. We'll call your name." Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's very very serious. Um, and next thing you know, they're like, "Beer for rich." And it's like you watch them pour the beer and it's like you ever see that Stella commercial, not to bring up InBev, but um, where they like slice the foam off. Yeah, with the, they actually give that to bars. It's almost like beautiful, like the way they, the way it's poured. Huh. It's got like a two or three inch head on it. It's it's nice. It's really, really phenomenal. Um, well, going back to InBev, I remember watching a commercial and they were the ones saying you're supposed to pour it down the center of the glass, let it foam and it'll settle out. 
Right. No. So I agree with you on that. And I think that's the, the way you want to pour beers that are darker. I don't know that you want to pour the lighter beers like that. That's how Pitbull does it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. He's a connoisseur. He's Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> well, that's right. He's worldwide. I saw uh, there was a posting that I read and somebody was saying how um, is there a way to avoid getting gassy when you drink a lot of beer? And somebody was saying, make sure you pour it with the head. Otherwise, all the gas is going in your stomach. It's not aerating out of the beer. Hmm. And I was like, you know, the carbonation isn't getting a chance to come out. So you drink it and it's basically sitting. I think it might have been on uh, Men's Health or Men's Journal. And I was like, it hit me. I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I mean, you're if you're drinking it straight down, it's carbonation's all in there, right? So it's kind of like when you funnel or drink out of a... Uh, the vortex. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't more companies have the vortex bottle? <laughs> We're going to talk about it so much. We're going to, we're going to have to bring one back. I'm going to look on, on eBay, see if somebody has one, but like a vortex growler. All right. So <laughs> let's see how we do on the, on the blind tasting here. So it's definitely got a hoppier smell to oh, it yeah. than, than the, uh, the session. Way more piney. Yeah. Uh, definitely piney. I'm getting like subtle hints of citrus though. Not, not overwhelming, not in your face, but just subtle. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's on the lighter side. Like it's, um, it's not an overpowering beer. I, no, just, yeah. You get pine from the I hops. Get the yeah. Pine, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely piney. It's, uh, but I, I, I'm getting like a, almost like a, like a slight citrus finish. What do we, what do we get here? Do we, how do we do Mario? All right. It says you can't miss the grapefruit and citrus aroma dancing on the head of this tasty creation made with citra and Eldorado hops. This is as West coast as West coast comes 45 IBUs, which is the same as the other one you just drank. So I guess the hops, you know, it's a very different flavor profile. So you probably. Yeah. I think I like the session one better. I think, yeah, I'm definitely into the session one uh, more so, but this is a pretty, I mean, I think this is a pretty solid, like West coast pale ale. Like, I mean, it's not, yeah. um, I would drink about four or five of them. (laughs) Nice. Four or five of them. Uh, It's very good. Yeah. yeah, It's it's very easy drinking. You're saying 5.4 ABV. That's not too bad at all. Yeah. I mean, ultimately like, again, if if their game is if their game is Opry, I think these are two two really good Opry ski beers. Throw a little chocolate milk in that. You got a good recovery drink. There we go. We got a good recovery. Drink. <laughs> uh, the Kappa, the California Pale Ale, solid. Nice. Another good beer from Fifty Fifty. <sighs> Cheers again. Cheers. Cheers. I'll drink my trois. Yeah, trois. Trois. <laughs> all right. So with that, let's get into why we're all here. Let's go to ski news. So last week, Mario, we talked about this. Did you hear about this guy at Killington who, uh, yeah. who apparently yeah. allegedly broke the world record? Well, you had told me about it. You had, I think you tweeted me or I don't think you pinned me, but <laughs> you saw it on Pinterest, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> or did you hear it on SoundCloud? You must have heard it on SoundCloud. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the, so there was last week, there was a story that the a dude at Killington, I believe his name is Scott. And uh, forgetting his name, so pardon me. Yeah, Scott Howard. So he had uh, skied allegedly six million vertical feet in during the season because you know Killington had a fantastic year. There was snow. I mean, they opened up in October. They're closing this weekend. Are they open? They're still open through the weekend. They're still open. Well, through Saturday. Yeah. So it's way too hard to stay open through Sunday. It's gonna get pretty dicey on Saturday. Is it gonna get super hot or rainy? Or yeah, it's gonna be like rain, right? 
Well, Tampa's going to be washed out underwater. We've, we've had rain all week, and this is going to be like really bad. They said this weekend, yeah. we're like tropical storm. They're talking about this weekend. Yeah, that's coming. Ugh. Ugh. So it turns out that um, back in 2016, a gentleman named Ken Jones skied at Whitefish over eight million feet. So it's a lot of feet. It is a lot of feet. Now I like that they uh, they have a little asterisk saying that night skiing was involved. Still counts. So yeah, this dude was just uh, mostly lapping chair one and tallied yeah, over 8 million feet at the ripe age of 52. Dude, we got to do 10 million next year at where else? At the creek. Well, there were, you know, <laughs> at the creek. World record at the creek. So we were. How many, how many laps do you yeah. think you have? How many I don't laps? think you could possibly do it at the creek because you'd be on the lift too much and on lines. <laughs> You'd be in lines, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, well, I, we were looking at it last week, and the dude at Killington, they were saying like he would ski like eight hours a day and just like pop in for like a twenty-five minute lunch and like a, a little ten-minute, you know, I mean, chill. How do you operate? He was, I think, he's skiing through operate. Oh, my that's God. a sad part of it, man. Yeah, I mean, I respect yeah, his dedication. To, no, it's if you skip operate, you're skipping one of the parts of skiing. Like that's part of the ski day. I mean, that's why, you know, if you don't operate ski, were you ever really skiing at all? That's, that's one of our, you know, that's one exactly. of our best-selling shirts. Is that available at allaboutopereski.com? available at allaboutopereski.com, yeah. <laughs> nice. It it's works. almost like you're, you're patrolling then. You're not really skiing. You know what it is? It's kind of like you're making love and there's no cuddling at the end. You got to cuddle at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's like just going to Glory Hall. Can't just, <laughs> you just can't send it up. on <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah, just glory all the whole day. You know, you're not even enjoying it. Like the shake weight gives you calves there. <laughs> the shake weight. The shake weight. <laughs> Sprays the cooling Somebody mist. actually gave me that as a gift one <laughs> Is that where the shred comes from? That's where it all comes from. <laughs> the shred. The shred via the shake weight. <laughs> so, Ken Jones, you're a badass. Scott Howard, you're also a badass. Um, but yeah, now I think the gauntlet's been set. Now, how many dickheads are going to like find a way to like uh, like screw with the app? To increase their vert. Yeah, right. You know, like all these apps, like uh, how accurate are they really? I have to tell them I forget to turn mine on. I'm just too busy enjoying the day. I never turn mine on. I always forget. Yeah, it's like. I forget to turn it on or off and I'm just like, all right, there's no way I went, you know, 50 miles an hour, like <laughs> to the house. On my <laughs> I'm like, damn it. He was nowhere near the slopes when he hit 70 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be on the car ride on. Like I didn't realize there was a uh, Route 87 had a ski trail that went right through it. But I actually have a great way to, that we can do this. I think we should buy our own ski resort and then set the record straight there. What do you think, Brian? Oh, where uh, where pray tell we do this, Mario? Smooth segue. I'm thinking we buy Blacktail Mountain in Montana. I'm just saying if it was for sale, which it is, for $3.5 million, we could crowdsource that pretty easily. We got a lot of friends. That's not a lot of money for it's a ski resort. There, I'm sure on your drive over here, you passed more houses. Like that, I'm sure, we, at least a handful of three and a half million dollar houses. Them. Like we could, oh yeah, investors for this. All you guys got to do is get one angel investor, and you're remember, done. Remember the dude who bought the Islanders in like the '90s? He was like yeah. broke. He's yeah. broke. Like, he dude, he was making checks, like, million dollars, because he like he knew rich people. He also went to jail <laughs> to say right. Uh, that was, but that was the Islanders. That was a great twenty for twenty. Now, what do you think? Thirty for thirty. Well, so we can check out the commercial here, the Landstar commercial. 
Okay, featuring three lifts, 17,000 uh, 17, square foot base lodge, and sweeping view, views of Flathead Lake outside Kalispell. It might not be the worst decision you made. Foot lodge? That's Seven. a pretty big lodge. The place looks sick. It's pretty big. It looks. Did you see the. This is. Why is this for sale? Three chair lifts, so it's small. Is it. It must be like in the middle of nowhere. It has to be. I mean. It looked well. Look in the video. There's oh not my a. God. The Landstar commercial. Maybe the All About Opera Ski Bum podcast playground. I mean, three and a half million dollars. I mean, why don't we just flip it? We'll buy it for like a few weeks and then flip it. <laughs> Sell it for eight million. <laughs> Sell it Hold it for two weeks. Eight million. Boom. That'd be a great TV show. Yeah. Ski resort flippers. Ski resort flippers. <laughs> flip this resort. <laughs> flip or fail. We'll be on flip or fail. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is doable. Can you imagine it's three and a half million? I mean, we could. I mean, we could probably work at the. Uh, all right, so we got three lifts, so it's pretty small. We could work at the concessions if we need to. We could start cooking. Yeah, make oh, some. We can chip in. Get all a right, brewery set up. Yeah, well, I'll start. Oh, we can have a brewery. Make some. I'll make some soups. I'm a killer yeah, soup maker. We can have the ski bum about Apre brewery or brew house right there. Like, why are we doing this? Oh, we could do... Uh, I don't know, man. It's... Uh, I'll cash out the old 401k and make this happen. I'll move to Montana. We could do Galande Queef in there, too. Galande, Galande Queefing. Quaffing. Quaffing. What's your signature quaff? I say quaff, you say queef. Quaff, queef. It's all the same thing. <laughs> Gotta have a signature quaff. It's like tweeting, twatting, same thing. Quaffito, quafftado. So go on the quaffing it is a fun game they actually had that at magic i told you that right they had that at magic this year they had a quaffing event i think we talked about it last time you were here yeah ridiculous that's why magic was on the top of the list for a lot of a lot of uh top uh stuff for resorts this year yeah magic yeah. they're getting uh the hell are they paying off they're getting stratton's old lift i saw that yeah so it's, it's in it's going up yeah stratton's getting a new lift right because aspen kicked in some cash yeah or whatever the hell they're called, Altera. Icon. That's the Icon Pass, yeah, folks, the icon right? Pass. All right. Icon. So- icon. <laughs> yeah, Icon. All right. He's, he's headlining the uh, open. <laughs> Big skier. Huge. <laughs> he's actually he's a snowblader. I mean, who would have thought? Oh, snowblades. Yes. That That's got to be an Olympic sport soon. <laughs> so we're looking at the map right now. This Blacktail Mountain. I mean, it's right on the lake. Like, that's a giant lake too. Phenomenal. It's. Oh, I can uh, do. Uh, up there it's surrounded by water i don't know all these freaking lines showing up are it's street view i don't know what are we looking at for reference what else is there to reference in montana where's big sky big sky big sky yeah where's the relation what's going on here with this whitefish bozeman and big sky idaho is here so it's it's all right so it's pretty much like northwestern montana here's spokane Here's, all right, so Idaho is here. So yeah, it's, we need to uh, buy this and do like what the guy who bought Red Mountain. <laughs> I freaking I've showed some people that video. Oh my god, the Red so sucks. Funny. Yeah, Red sucks. <laughs> totally sucks. <laughs> Chicks, they're not even have fun here. <laughs> Nobody likes Stay away. <laughs> Dude, we can make it like a uh, a throwback place, like a uh, hot tub time machine all over again. Why don't we give an offer? Uh, yeah, what's um Chernobyl? The other one with the snow. sponsored by Chernobyl. Uh, how cold? How cold? Yeah. Oh my god! 
That's a classic. I mean, three and a half million is really not that bad to own a ski resort. That's not bad. We'll make them an offer of like hundred grand. I really like this beer. Lowball them. Yeah, let's low better. See what we got. It's bold and balanced. <laughs> friendly. Let's see. An adult season pass, full season, five hundred forty bucks. That's mean. And it's not affiliated with any of the. Uh, on sensors. Yeah. Nice. Let's do it. I think we should do this. Let's start drumming up some business tomorrow. We'll, uh, Let's get a car wash going this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make some cash that way. Oh, they have a mom and pop ski tour. Let's okay. see what this involves. We need to have a private airport put in. Very hermitage. Yeah, so oh, ooh. oh, let's not bring them up. Oh, we could limit ski tickets every day and do like cool stuff the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, we could release like wild animals, like wolves, on certain days. <laughs> we have wolf skiing today. If anybody wants to come out the blacktail, <laughs> bring your Kevlar uh, ski gear. Think about it. I'm sure you can hunt elk up there. Get some like nice fresh elk. Yeah. Oh, you can have an area where you ski through, where people are like ski shooting. <laughs> it's just the big chainy area. Like you just ski right through a ski and shoot day. You can like, yeah, you can actually choose your own, uh, your own dinner <laughs> and shoot it. So yeah, I think more to come with us. We gotta, we gotta uh, look, assess our finances, I think, and uh, see if we can pull this see off. If we can, I gotta call Wu-Tang financial, see how we're doing and maybe <laughs> move some, move some money around. See if we can make this happen. Diversify those, uh, bonds. That's right. Maybe okay. Chappelle kicking some money. Yeah. So yeah, we were talking about Red Mountain, and we just got our first little teaser taster of this fall's next Warren Miller film, which is going to be called Face of Winter. They haven't shown any video yet, but they dropped some images, and they are at the aforementioned Red Mountain up in beautiful British Columbia. It's early for them to put stuff out. It's huh? very early. Yeah. I think people are just <laughs> hating summer already. Yeah, right. I thought usually they put out like some photos and no teaser videos until like all the teasers come out. Look at that snow. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, uh, they just dropped some, just some photos. Oh, some of those photos are gorgeous. Oh, look at that powder. Yeah, that one where they're just trekking across the snow looks awesome. That's when we just looked at. Yeah. It looks like just a giant, like you're, you were miniature and you were on like a giant comforter. Beautiful. Oh, breathtaking. Got some horses. Iceland. Did I see Iceland. Did it? I think we're all still in Red Mountain. Uh, the, scroll down. Oh, there was Iceland. Yeah, Iceland. Oh, okay. In seaside. Oh, it was in Denali. Oh, man. There's a Chugash. 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 We got some Chugash, some Red Mountain, some Denali. Blue River, British Columbia. All right, so the way... It's a weird UI they have on this website, but when you click on it, it shows the uh, the different spots. So they're all over the place, not just in Red Mountain. Because yeah, in this Switzerland, that makes sense because it's a giant red circle with a white cross. So they're giving us a little taste to get us ready for uh, the upcoming film, Face of Winter. I wonder how long they were filming this because some of these films come out and they're like, yeah, they've been filming for like a year and a half, two years on this. Like one of the weird ones in like Nepal or something, right? Yeah, it's like what? Katmandu. Viva Nepal. Katmandu. Yeah, which one was that? Katmandu. That was uh That was uh here, there, and everywhere. Yes. That was the one two years ago, I think. Is that the one where they skiing with the Sherpas? Yes. 
That's pretty neat. They're showing they're like seven flights they had to take to get from yeah, they were Colorado out to Kathmandu. Yeah, they lost their stuff. Oddly enough, there weren't a lot of cats in Kathmandu. Surprisingly, no. Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> Value Jets not offering one. <laughs> Dicks. Speaking of books, ten books every skier should read this, this summer. summer. Now, hopefully, they have an audiobook. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to be reading a lot. Um, there's, uh, there's one that has it, and I will. T- I'll talk about it when you get to it. All right, we got number one: Higher Love, Skiing the Seven Summits. Ooh. So this is talking about uh, ski descent from Mount Everest, Kit Dolores. Delores, Delores, became the first person in the world to ski from the top of the seven summits. So she published a book in 2015 and it recounts the journey. So it seems pretty amazing to, uh, to have done that. Uh, let's see. White planet, a mad dash through modern global ski culture. Uh, and this is by Leslie Anthony. So written by powder, senior correspondent for former managing editor, um, Les Anthony, uh, white planet's humorous and insightful take on the evolution of modern ski culture around the world. So spreading the often garbled stoke of skiing, uh, with wit, intellect, and passion. So looks pretty good. Could do, uh, these are good beach books. Bring out to the beach. Dream about skiing. <laughs> Uh, number three, night driving, the invention of the wheel and other blues. So the skiing road trip ever had one? Of course you have, but probably not like this. Night driving by Dick Dorworth was originally published in full in the mid seventies. Um, but the cult mountain rag, the mountain gazette, um, and republished in book form in 20, in 2007. Uh, so they're saying, about often driving in drug-induced and sleep-deprived across country between ski towns. So that sounds pretty cool. That's awesome. And down to the, in South America to climb the Fitzroy. Wow. So there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, Freedom Found, My Life Story by Warren Miller and Anthony Bigford and Andy Bigford. Well, this one's a good one. So this is Warren Miller's autobiography released in 2016, follows the late filmmaker's life from early years growing up in the Great Depression uh, to family relationships and spends the uh, and, and days spent in the mountains, which ultimately influenced the creation of more than 750 films, several books and hundreds of published nonfiction stories and lots and lots of dreams made for everybody. Right. We're, we're some of those people. Didn't they say like the first like first winter in Sun Valley, they spent like. $15 or something. Yeah. Like something he, ridiculous. Like somehow, somehow convinces the, uh, the owner of Sun Valley to allow him to park his car with the, with the trailer in the parking lot. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't, cause you know, Sun Valley, so she, she, and even, and even was back then too. And to have this, oh, was it? Oh yeah. And to have this, cause that was the whole purpose of it, of making that place. Um, that's why they put it where they put it. Not necessarily for the skiing, but actually for the the, the look of the it. Wow. Um, and here you've got this this basically this dump of a trailer parking <laughs> in the parking lot every day the entire winter. <laughs> Two bums living out of like, it. I don't know if he was. Oh, I know what he was. He, they were like, they, I don't know if they were like eating squirrel or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> they were like cooking it there, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and some, I, I I forget if like like the plow. <laughs> 
the plow came by and and overturned like all the dead carcass. It was not. A good I can't remember the whole story. <laughs> oh, it was, um, I read it a while ago, but it was it was it was pretty funny. It was like God, this is so not Sun Valley. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Yeah. So that seems very interesting. When uh, we buy blacktail, we're going to encourage people to cook squirrel in the parking yeah. lot. Oh, uh, we're going to have a squirrel section. We're going to have macadamia nut fed squirrel that you can cook. Oh, there you go. Only the best squirrel in an hour's right. Right. <laughs> Number five, tracking the wild Kumba. Life of the legendary skier Doug Coombs. This one is available on audiobook. Ah, okay. As editor large Matt Hansen wrote, there are many things readers will carry with them after finishing this exhaustively reported biography by Robert Cocuzzo. Uh, whether it's Combs' early years as, build, uh, budding, as a budding fearless skier who broke his neck going way too big off a jump at Waterville Valley, his rebellious days with the Jackson Hole Air Force, unique casual approach to guiding clients down the gnarliest terrain of their lives, to being a husband, father, and finally to his uh, fateful accident in La Grave, France in 2006. Interesting. All right, number six, uh, God of Skiing. The God. Oh, this is the one I actually found intriguing. I kind of want to read this. By Peter Cray. Uh, coming of age novel set in Jackson during skiing's golden era of the of the 1970s. Uh, God of Skiing is a celebration of skiing then and now. Worthy tribute to joy this silly sport gives us. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that one sounds pretty interesting to me. Did we uh, set the golden age? Like, Are we in like some sort of like... We're in the platinum age now. I Post. like think of any <laughs> age that we're involved in is the golden age. I think that's the way you have to think about yeah. it. I look at it as we're in platinum now. We're <laughs> past the golden. Um, seven, deep. The story of skiing and the future of snow. What began as a, a feature story in the September uh, 2013 issue of Powder grew into one of the most prolific books on this list. Former U.S. Vice President Al Gore called Deep the must read and how global warming is transforming the future of snow. And the future of skiing. So that was Mike Al Gorski. What's global warming? Does that exist? Fake news. So a powerful call to action for anybody who cares about the planet. The video, there's a video that provides insights to the book's origins. Uh, eight Northland by Porter Fox. Uh, speaking of Porter Fox, a longtime powder editor and scribe just launched a new book documenting the history and issues surrounding the U.S.-Canada border, or as he calls it, the forgotten border. Build a wall. Build a wall. <laughs> a snow wall. A That'd snow wall. It's like the, the, the wall. No, like the, wall. Game terms. <laughs> the North Endless. <laughs> so, U.S. Northland follows 4,000-mile adventure and reveals the boundaries untold stories. Ooh. Um, the Night's Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Nine, will, will You Believe in Me? A story about skiing and friendship. Oh, will you believe in me? Story about skiing and friendship written by Matt uh, Sternhens. Yes. Matt. And illustrated by Ingrid Uche. So this is an illustrated book. I don't know if this is a kid's book or. Yeah, yeah it's a kid's a book. Kid. Yeah. This was one actually I thought my daughter would actually be into because she loves skiing. And it's perfect. Then. Yeah, Very cool. To kind of read stuff. So like I actually thought that this might be this should be on her summer reading list, actually. <laughs> All right. So written for a young reader, it's a true story of Forefront founder Matt uh, Sturbens and his, his friendship with Olympic skier David Weiss. Huh. Pretty cool. Who won a gold medal this year? Boom. Gold medal time. All right. Number 10, Deep Powder Snow. 40 years of ecstatic skiing, avalanches, and earth wisdom. Uh, 
No list of great writing would be complete without the works of Queen Mother of Skiing, Dolores LaChapelle, Le- whose autobiographical account of her life spent in the mountains of Utah, Colorado, and Switzerland beginning in the 1940s is full of absolute gold like this. The, the experience was, there is an experience of nothing when skiing powder, but the idea of nothingness in our culture is frightening, and we have no words for it. However, in Chinese Taoist thought, it's called the fullness of the void out of which all things come. My experiences with powder snow gave me the first glimmering of my further possibilities of mind. Wow. Very, very deep. Fullness of the void. Fullness of the void. I like that. Out of which all things come. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Nothingness is, is frightening in our culture, right? Every day, the fear missing out and connected to social media. Nobody wants to be disconnected. Well, like, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. Like, if you go, like, go away from your phone for a little while, like, just it, it's amazing the feeling you get. You know, you just feel. I think about breaking my phone every goddamn day. Yeah. I, hate this thing. I just look at it and I go, what am I even looking at sometimes? I'm like, why am I even doing this? Yeah. Like, just put it aside. Like, live in the moment. You know, like, and you realize too that when you talk to someone, you have someone here and you're like hanging out, like, it's just, it's more rewarding just to talk to people. Well, that's why it's a lost art. When I get on the lift with people and they pull out their phone, they just start twiddling on their phone. Yeah. I, I immediately start scrolling with them and, and start talking to them. Like, yeah. So what do you got going on? What's up, bro? Yeah. Oh, have you had a great day? You know, how's the stock market? Yeah. So I immediately start messing with them just so to make them talk. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of, I think it's one of the things that, people who get the whole skiing lifestyle and like, you know, get on the lift and like chat up people who they don't even know. I think that's like the cool part of it all, you know? Yeah. And just, uh, meeting new people and finding out, you know, how their day's going. It's nice. And then you go your separate ways and you meet somebody new on the next lift. Yeah. You know, like that guy that, uh, gave me that PBR. <laughs> nice. That's the best. One of my favorite on the, uh, on the, the ski trail or on the ski lifts was I was at Mount snow. And I was skiing by myself and, uh, it was the, the North face. So, you know, that lift, the Olympic challenger, or yeah. uh, um, challenger Olympic one. Yeah. The, whatever, the one that kind of go side by side, the one that's on the left. And, uh, I was me and like a, a man and a woman and I had my headphones in, but they weren't on, they weren't like loud or anything like, uh, and I just kind of had them, you know, for background noise. And the guy goes to me, he goes, are you listening to music? I'm like, yeah, I can listen. I can talk to you, man. I, I'm not, it's not like I'm ignoring you or anything. And he goes, he goes, so he's like five Jewish women are having dinner. And the wait, the waiter comes up to him and goes, ladies, is anything okay? <laughs> and like, I just started cracking up. And he's like, he's like, and she's like, oh, it's okay. He's Jewish. She can say that. <laughs> I'm like cracking up already. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's funny. And again, we just started chatting that after, you know, it's just uh, like some, like, it's one of those things like you are all in, we're all blessed to be able to ski, right. you know, just financially, <laughs> geographically, like it's a blessing to be able to do it, you know, and we should you know, take it all in, right. enjoy it, you know, like have a little revelry with your, uh, your fellow skiers out yeah. there. Cause it's easy to take for granted. You know? I'm sorry. I keep yeah. laughing. Cause I think about Harry on the left. He's like, Oh he's God. This- he's like editing videos and no, no, but he yells at people. He's like, yo, way to go, bro. He starts yelling at people off the lift. It's awesome. He's also like doing like full like video editing on his phone on videos, like oh, on yeah. the lift. And he's like, Oh, I just published like three videos. And he's drinking a beer. And he's <laughs> drinking a beer. I love it everything's going on. It's like crazy. Yeah. It's pretty funny. 
list. Yeah, it's a good list of books. So get yeah, your, definitely going to get a few. Get your read on. This and the InBev book. Yeah, seriously. There's a lot of good stuff to be reading. So we got one more story. Now, we have mentioned already that this is going to be Memorial Day weekend this weekend. Oh, my God, it is. And, uh, but you know what? The good folks out in Lake Tahoe, Sierras, Mammoth, Squaw, they are going to get a little bit more snow. I'm weekend. just bummed that Tampa ski uh, ski area closed down this week. I was very disappointed. Oh, it was a good season, though. God, you guys had you know? a long run. Tampa, Tampa Alpine was was going strong. <laughs> That's probably about as good as that place in Alabama we talked about the one time I was on. Oh, the uh, the two two trails. The, the, the denim downhiller. Yeah, the denim down. We the actually denim downhiller was good beer. It was. We actually had a dude email us after that. He's like, oh my god, I actually was down there for business and I checked out the mountain. He said it was a goddamn joke. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least he went, right? I mean, that's cool. But how cool is that? He was down there for business and checked it out. And checked it out. I actually kind of wanted to just check it out. Mm -hmm. What's uh, what was the one? Gunstock was the one in uh, Gunstock or something, or is that? Or am I making that up? Gatlinburg Gatlinburg is the one in Tennessee. Yeah, Gatlinburg. It's all gun. That's the mecca. Urban ski weekend. Urban ski weekend. That's where. That's where Gat. It's in Gatlinburg. Super Bowl weekend every year. Unfortunately, I had had to pass that up because I went to. Valterens this year. I actually thought about skipping Valterens going to Urban Ski Weekend, but uh, putting it on the list. Valterens will always be there. I know. I'm putting it on the list for for this next year. (laughs) Usually it's February, just so Rich and Brian, you may want to carve out a piece of your calendar for Urban Ski Weekend. I'm actually writing it on the pad right now. There you go. Super Bowl weekend. We might get sponsored. Who knows? That's true. Got it. I'm excited. Um, I'm, you know, is anybody really surprised that it's snowing in Squaw and, and Mammoth? Like, <sighs> they got dumped on this year, right? It's beautiful. It's always snowing there. It's it's a snow. rough start. I think it finally they hit really later on. They really struggled early, yeah. Yeah. And then remember, like, I just remember watching uh, the snow report with Hallie O'Brien and, like, her posting things where it snowed, like, six feet in a day. Mm-hmm. Stupid like that in, in the Sierras. It was Miracle March, right? Like we were like stoked because we got three feet in in like two days. Like, yeah. We were like yes. And then they're like, and this place got fifty four inches in twelve hours. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what they say at the Killington News every every morning. When they tell you there's a foot of snow in the ground. <laughs> but they're growing tulips. I love that. They're like, yes, yeah. come on down and bring your winter gear. There's snow on the ground. It's like, Mother rainy. of God, we can't even report any longer. There's so much snow. Yeah, but yeah, they're getting one to five above eight thousand. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're definitely going to be open, and I think they were saying that Mammoth is going to be open until at least June seventeenth. At this point, June seventeenth or later. Yeah. So Nick, shout out to Nick. He'll be excited because his he keeps bringing up the story of his Fourth of July ski day as one of the greatest ski days of his life. So that is kind of cool. Let's say you skied on Fourth of July. He started the year in October. And his last day skied was 4th of July because they were, he was in Southern California and uh, it was just one of those years. Awesome. Isn't that just the best? So cool. Wow. Well, you know, when we buy, well, we buy Blacktail, wherever the hell we're buying, we should rename it after we buy it. I don't know what we're going to rename it, but, you know, stay tuned. We're going to, you know, work on some financing here, see what we can do. We got to know some rich people, don't we? I know this guy named Rich Stoner. That guy's, yeah, it's like I guess it's like subtle irony, really, because I'm neither rich nor stoner. <laughs> Every day you can change that. But <laughs> just remember. Uh, See, you get the stages set for you. It, it's it's funny. prophesized. 
I, on 420, I take full advantage of my name and I, I like, I post all kinds of like stoner, you know, <laughs> kinds of stuff. I even did a, an Insta story this year. I tasted uh, new Belgium sent me their new, their new hemp beer, the hemper. Oh, really? Yeah. How was it? It's not bad. It's not bad. I will tell you this though. Um, and there's no like, chem- there's no chemical. You're not the getting THC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, but, but you, I mean, I'm telling you, you pop the top on that thing. And the smell of weed is instant. Oh, really? It is. Wow. And it's, it is overpowering, overwhelming. Yeah. But it's funny. Like you don't taste it up front, but there was definitely like, I was, I I think I had, I had the bottle and I hopped in my car. My wife and I went out and red bag and like 15 minutes later, I'm like, wow, I really have the taste of, like weed in my mouth. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely interesting. I, uh, but I did see it in 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 the liquor store recently. Oh, really? I almost pondered buying it again. Also, it was definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just drinkable just because like, it's a nice novelty beer yeah, to have around yeah, too. Yeah. A hepper. Well, no. Um, yeah, Long Trail they did that one with that one brewery yeah. with the, the CBD beer. Yeah. I think back in I still have not March, found that up there. I think it's super limited edition yeah. when they have it. Usually, it's like gone that weekend. Yeah. When they have it, because I mean, again, they, it's a small farm that that provides the, uh, you know, the, the, the ingredients. Yes, well, CBD is not cheap either. CBD is pretty expensive. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I'm sure down the road they're already talking about putting beer and or uh, weed and wine and beer. So you know, California's well, gonna I, go crazy. I believe hemp is like of the same family as hops. Yeah. Oh, is it? I, it's or, yeah, something like that. It's definitely a, a, the cousin of marijuana. Yeah. Um, and there's some, so I saw some email today cause I, I have a lot of weird things I subscribe to. Um, but there was a story today about the, um, the, uh, hemp farming act of 2018, Oh, how yes. that's supposed to change, uh, very soon. And, you know, they're saying that Kentucky's actually gonna be like a huge hemp, like superpower because the amount of, you know, I guess farmland that they have there and that it grows well there. The hemp farm active. We have to remove it from Schedule One controlled substances, make it ordinary agriculture. Yeah, some of the other great tariffs of our time. It's the Louisiana Purchase. Louisiana Purchase. The Mm -hmm. uh, you know what's what's the one I'm thinking of? Oh, this will let people grow industrial hemp everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's not psychoactive. You know, it can be used for a lot of different stuff. Yeah, like making rope. Rope and the original Model T was made of hemp. The fenders. Yeah. Nice. So it's light, it's so, strong, it's durable. It's a no-brainer. Tesla hemp car. That's what I'm saying. I'm predicting that. Dumb laws in this country. That's another topic for another day. Now you can't even get arrested for smoking it in New York City. In New York City. They said, well, wait till the end of the summer, they said. Oh, don't, don't do it right yeah, away. Yeah. You wait don't want to hold off for a couple of months. You know, somebody's running up to a cop right now smoking weed in front of me. Here you go, copper. You can't get me. You got no probable cause. Yeah. Well, oh, me. Shit. Damn. All Jeez. right. Bad day. <laughs> All right. So that, that kind of wraps up the old ski news for the oh week. So we're on to our main topic and we've got our pal Rich here today. So, uh, back baby back. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, it was like, was it like early March or I think oh last time God. you were on, it could no. it. Was it early March or was it February? I think it was February. It was February. I'll have to look back, but it might have been February. Yeah, February, yeah. Um, it's, it's like Stoner Strikes Back. This is like the second uh, Star Wars. February was it's it was too long ago. Yeah, it was a while. Um, but yeah, the Emperor Strikes Back. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more like uh, solo. <laughs> I was busy chasing storms all uh, all March uh, out here on the East Coast. You know, we got there were a good deal of them. We got dumped on. Nice. Relentlessly. And my timing usually sucks when it comes to snow. Like I'm usually skiing on like dirt patches and rocks and stuff. Um, Cause I go like Martin Luther King weekend for some reason, like Martin Luther King weekend has become now the second summer every year. And it's like always 60 degrees. Um, there's no global warming, right? Yeah. Well, what's that? <laughs> there's no global warming. Though, right? I got so lucky that I had, I had events lined up like prior to these storms even coming. So I was at, I went to Sam Adams, uh, this air and opera event at Mount snow, which was awesome. And then I, I had that, that was lined up and then I was invited to the Vermont open. So I had that lined up and then we had a big St. Patty's weekend planned. And so I had all these weekends planned and it just so happened that those three straight weekends of those, those, those <laughs> events, it like dumped every you know, three feet, three, feet, three feet. And it was just, I, I don't think I've had that kind of luck ever in my, my life. Magical time. So I, yeah, we were, we were chasing storms, which, Kind of, you know, smooth segue. Um, the last and final beer from Fifty Fifty happens to be Storm Chaser. The brilliance of it all, and this this beer is this is one of their, you know, this is a really good Opry ski beer. It's the one of the ones that they push as their Opry ski beer. But the the best part about it is it's, uh, it's brewed, and a portion of the proceeds go to protect our winters, uh, so that they can, you know, hopefully help combat the global warming that, you know, is. Uh, could may or may not be may, happening may or may not be happening and could could wreak havoc on our ski season what are they going to do like can they fight warmth i don't know i i think it's just an awareness thing yeah you know can we can we make the people that have actually have control over it you know control over some of the policies you know can we make them aware of this stuff is actually going on and and you know maybe we can stop and stop some of the stuff that is preventing it from like it's happening faster. Yeah, keeping you know carbon down where all possible right. and right. Yeah. So this is uh this is a lightly hopped lager. Hmm. It is five percent alcohol. Mario, did you pull up the tasting notes on this guy? I'm looking at it right now. Oh, let's <laughs> go. I love it. Baby. <laughs> I'm ready to go. So and one thing I noticed too is we talked about it a few weeks ago. The uh, the Independent Craft Brewer Association they have the official seal. Yes. The official seal on there. Uh-huh. They are legit independent. So I love and it. And we also had that story last week about how loggers are making a comeback. This, this is the year of loggers are saying too. The well, loggers are great because, because of the, you know, I, I think what, I think what's happening is a lot of people are getting tired of the, um, the hoppy, the, you know, the hop bombs and, you know, let's throw, you know, triple dry hopped or whatever the heck it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and people are looking for something maybe a little bit different. And I think the lagers are, are, you know, a good standard and they're lighter and you can drink more of them and they get, they're still pretty flavorful. And listen, I'll be honest with you. They're hard to make cause you can't, you can't screw up and hide it with the hops. You have to, you have to be pretty dialed in when you're, when you're making a lager. So, um, well, all right. So let's see your, uh, your take on this. I got the notes in front of me. I want to see how you guys are, uh, judging this one up. I don't know. I think my palate's cooked a little bit from the uh, the first two. Oh yeah, all the hops. It's definitely not. It it doesn't. I don't think it tastes like a traditional lager. I'll tell you that. It's a little bready, a little like a little biscuity maybe, but not not, not much. too much. No. Again, I'm getting like I'm kind of getting like a little 
Citrus? Like a little citrus at the end. Very little bit, yeah. I like it. It's good. All right, you want me to tell you what the uh, site says? All right, see what what are they saying? What are they saying, Mario? So you guys are pretty pretty close. Uh, they're saying it's a light and refreshing, uh, with light hop flavor, crisp and clean finish, sweet citrusy notes, and hints of tangerine. Okay, I could tangerine. definitely get that tangerine for sure. Yeah, IBUs is forty eight, so a little bit uh, higher than the other ones that you were having, but uh, yeah. higher or lower? Lower. So it's fifty four. Oh, the other ones were. I think they were forty. Let's see. And look, another beautiful thing on this can, the barcode is actually the shape of Lake Tahoe. Love it. Oh, nice. clever. No, the Kappa and the other one were uh, 45 IBU. This is... Oh, they were 45. Okay. Yeah. How the hell did you know that was Lake Tahoe? Because I am a very visual person. Uh, again, again, he spends hours looking. I spent hours. I was looking at that map <laughs> an hour looking at where I was going to move to. He he was thinking about moving, right? Uh, he could probably point to where he was looking to move. <laughs> I was actually looking kind of like the southwestern part of Lake Tahoe, kind of near. I think uh, he, knows, he knows Lake Tahoe, Alpine Meadow, yeah, um, just south of Truckee. But overall, I think another another good one, right? Yeah, everything's very solid. You know, nothing nothing super overpowering, but all no. just good good drinkable beers. Perfect, like uh, you said, great apres beers, all of them. For, perfect for apres ski for sure. <laughs> And uh, I mean, what's better than this one? It's, you know, they're donating a portion of the proceeds to to protect our winners. So we're, yeah, I'm in support of it. It's going to fix winter. Yeah. So. And get us buzzed. Now that we're drinking Storm Chaser. Yeah, we, I got to, I got to chase a few storms myself. Um, I will say the, the Sam Adams air and opera event at Mount Snow was one of the, one of the coolest things I've ever seen uh, this past winter. They had that 3D, like, so they have these, these professional um, skiers, snowboarders, Olympic, you know, Olympic guys, freestyles guys. And they're just sending it, you know, launching off these hits and on their landing, they're 3d mapping different, you know, different videos and stuff. So like, you know, you'll, the dude would land and like, it would look like the ground was crumbling beneath them and it would just like hot lava. Really? Yeah. It was sick. Like there was, you know, or they'd land and like boulders would be following them down and, there was one where they even oh like God. it was sponsored by Santa Adams, so like you could see the beer, like it was like as if a beer can was or a beer glass was being filled up and uh-huh. you know with beer and foam at the top. It was it was really oh wow, cool. it was almost like with the NHL when they have like the arena and they kind of do like a video over the ice, like yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah, technology, so exactly, that type of technology. Yeah. It was just such a cool event. The music was going on, and um, my kids absolutely loved it. And the uh, the really cool part too was after the fact the all the athletes got together in the lodge and signed autographs. So my nice. two little ones who had they saw the show, but they had to go uh, they had to go to bed. So I took my oldest and she got the autographs. But these guys were so nice; they signed extras for the two little to my, my two little girls. Oh no! Uh, funny, That's really cool. Funny part of this: we're standing in line waiting, and my daughter's like nine, my oldest is nine, and all of a sudden, like something happens and some some girl like in her 20s, like runs up to the table where the athlete is and like pulls her her ass cheek out. And like three of the dudes like sign her ass. <laughs> I look at my daughter. I'm like, you saw nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, we get home on like, you know, Monday and, and she's like, you know, our friends over. She's telling her friend with hell. I'm like, what are you doing? Shut up. You got to keep the secret. <laughs> 
So <laughs> there, there was that. Uh, and DJ Logic actually played the the operate party at um, at the Snowbar. DJ Logic, DJ Logic, man, old school out of Brooklyn, right there. Yeah, seriously. Oh, so that was kind of cool. All the Snowbarn, and then yeah, the Snowbarn, no, classic. <laughs> the stuff we've seen in the Snowbarn, and then uh, uh. the what? What? Oh, the the the. Vermont Open was an awesome event. Uh, as I mentioned, Twiddle. Twiddle. I got to see Twiddle. Twiddle. Uh, they were the headliner. And Where was, was that at? The uh, Vermont that Open. That was yeah, So that was okay. kind of cool. So I went in and one of my brand ambassadors, DJ Joe Bell, plays uh, plays the kickoff party weekend there, uh, every weekend there at uh, the Green Door Pub. And so I got to, you know, I got to hang out with him and uh, the owner of the Green Door Pub was a friend of mine. So that was that was pretty fun. Is that where Odessa headlined that festival? Odessa did not, not to my knowledge. I, I thought it was Stratton they were playing it. It might not have been that one though. Okay. So, oh, they've done a couple of different music festivals this year. There's Stratton's kind of trying to make themselves known as like a music venue of sorts. Them and Mount Snow are trying to make they. I feel like they're competing at each other against each other to bring like good music to the southern part of Vermont. Because they had that that crazy one with like Dead Mouse last year, right? That whole like yeah, that yeah EDM one. So yeah, minus that, zero. I was okay. At that at Stratton, and this year was at Mount Snow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Twitter's gonna be back uh July twenty-seventh and twenty-eighth in Burlington. Who's that? Twiddle. Really? That's their home. They're out of they're based they're out, out of, of Burlington. Out yeah. Of, yeah. Back home for two nights. So we did we did a little um kids opera ski party with uh, one of a good friend of a good friend of mine who owns the fire tower at Stratton. And what we did was we gave out uh we raffled off some of our t-shirts and gave out free cookies to all the kids passing by. Oh nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, cool. And, uh, <laughs> There were there were uh, drink specials and everything, so that was a fun that was a fun event. My 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 girls got a kick out of like you know being able to give people stuff and everything like yeah. that. And then uh, some of my good friends actually came up from down here and met us there. And him and I got to go. We went to the Twiddle event and saw Twiddle. It was so damn cold out, man. Like I like I was almost delirious. <laughs> uh, it was it was legitimately that cold. And I mean even like the lead singer Mahali was like, I think we're playing in a blizzard and it, it literally uh, started snowing Wednesday and snow through Saturday. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then afterward we went to the after party at Grizzlies and then there was another after party at the green door, but it was great at Grizzlies. All of a sudden it was like um, the equivalent of doing the wave at a stadium. Yeah. But it was flip cup. Oh man. So the, like, <laughs> like you flip the cup and you land in as soon as you landed, the next person did it. The next person did it. And, uh, of course, there was one one amateur mm. just couldn't get it done. Ruined it for everybody. Ruined it for everybody. Yeah. And then uh, St. Patty's weekend was ridiculous, man. We just, uh, you know, I actually we went up without the kids and got to ski a ton. And then it was, uh, I guess it was right around eleven thirty. We we're having having a, a liquid lunch at the Bullwheel at the top of the mountain. And I looked at the crew that I was with. I was like, let's do a bar crawl. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's a great idea. And we're like, yeah, let's do a bar crawl on the mountain. And unbeknownst to me, there's like seven bars at Mount Snow. Is there that many? There's literally, wow. literally like there's the bull wheel, there's there's cousins, there's can, there's the tap room, there's there's the one in Harriman. I think it's Harriman's. Uh there's the snow barn. There's one in the uh the other lodge that I can't think of off the top of my head. By Corinthia over there or well, Corinthians Lodge isn't built yet. The uh, I can't think of the old lodge. There was something there before, right? Called? But yeah, there's there's legitimately like six or seven, and and it was a pop up bar. 
Oh, was, yeah, there was like six. But most seven, of them right? are right there in like that the base yeah. lodge, though. Yeah. So we we managed to hit them all. We did. Nice. It. Yeah. So what what turned out, you know, as it started as like a harebrained idea actually yeah. happened. And of course, we had a we had to end the night at uh, the Dover Bar and Grill D bags for sure. <laughs> the best, the best, the, it voted the best dive bar in all of Vermont. Really? <laughs> it used to be Dover Forge, right? No, that's that place is still there. That's still there. That's, that's like still, a that's, fancier place. Yeah, right? it's fancier. Yeah. Yeah. Dover Forge is a cool spot. Yeah, the, uh, the bar spot, the bar, the bar side of that is is a really really cool spot. One of my favorite places to go up there. Okay, they got good food, and they usually have a pretty good tap list too. They, the, it's uh, like next to Saloon or something, right? Uh, it's down the road from the saloon. So the, there's, there's the, the Dover Forge. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm sorry. The Dover Forge and OMT one more time are right next to each other. It's the same restaurant, same owner, but like they serve a different menu on either side. It's bizarre to me. Okay. Um, so the Dover Forge side is like more of the restaurant side. The OMT side is the, that's more of like the, they have pool, the pool table, bar boards. Yeah. That's a bar, but it's, it's really cool. Now. But yeah, we, so we did, uh, we hit like seven bars up. Nice. Um, Really cool. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, did you go to the seven eleven there? Because that's like the most fantastic seven eleven I've ever been to. Dude, it's insane. It's the best <laughs> everything. The best beer store ever. If they don't have it, you don't need it. Yeah, you're right. You're Kobe right. Bryant shirt, right? There was there was like like basketball jerseys one time we were in there. Dude, no joke. They have they have such a great liquor and beer selection. Well, they're connected. Aren't they part of a package store next to it or ABC store? Like, no, I think they are the ABC store. That's what I mean. It's, yeah, like, it's like a separation, but it's like part of like a state store or something. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's like. Yeah, I think Vermont doesn't they have some sort of like the way they do their liquor distribution laws. It's like you have to be they state store. <laughs> the, they just added them. I know oh, okay. it's ridiculous. They're doing so good for so yeah, long. I didn't even know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we yeah, so we did that, and then uh, I guess it was Easter weekend. We had planned to go skiing on Easter Monday, and it was funny on the <laughs> this is great on the ride up the the two weeks prior to um St. Patty's weekend. My my buddy picks me up and on Friday, and uh, the the three husbands are driving up together. So the three and the three wives are going to drive up together after work. So we leave at around 1130 and we hit up our first brewery at like one. We're at the Peekskill Brewery and place is phenomenal. We have some lunch there. We have some beers. Hop back in the car. We had to Chatham Brewing. We have some beers. <laughs> you, know, you know, like the wives are texting us. They're like, where are we meet? Oh, OK, we'll meet at Brown's Taps, Brown's Brewing Tap Room in, in Hoosick Falls. So sure enough, we left at 1130 and and <laughs> they managed to beat us to Brown's uh, tap room by about 10 minutes. Wow. Yeah. They left it. They left probably three hours after us. That's impressive. Yeah. Wow. So we, that was a, that was a fun little, did you guys up. stop at the man of Kent? We did not stop. So is is one of my go-tos. That's a great, that place is such a freaking gem. It is. It's phenomenal. We used to joke driving past it. Like, what is this stupid place in the middle of nowhere? It's literally packed on days. They packed. It's glorious. That place. It is. It is a uh, a special, special place. So I get it in my head that like, I'm like, we have to do a brew tour now every time we drive to place. (laughs) So, like two, three weeks later of Easter weekend, we, we go up. I, I'm like, I say to my wife, I'm like, all right, we're going to leave work on Friday. We, we get out at like 1215. I'm like, we're going to Poughkeepsie. 
We're stopping at Blue Collar Brewing. Then we're going to Millhouse Brewing. Then we're going to Hudson Ale Works, and and we did like she was all in. So we we headed up that weekend. We stopped at these three great breweries, like in and just outside of Poughkeepsie. Um, all super different, but really good spots. Like Blue Collar is exactly what it sounds like. It's very blue collar, old old brick building. Beers are really true to style. Good place. Millhouse is like more upscale, but. Like I love what they're doing there. As a matter of fact, one of my recent all that operate rogue report videos was at was at Millhouse. I filmed it while I was there. I talk about like their food and their beers and stuff. It's definitely an awesome place if you're in and around the Poughkeepsie area. Uh, Hudson Ale Works is right there as well. And this place, I mean, this is a place where like we would all be just chilling, like in the middle of winter. Like if we weren't skiing, this is the place we'd be at. There was cornhole inside. They had picnic table. Yeah, it was great. They they had like uh like like Plinko games and all kinds of crap. And their, their beers were, were really, really good. And then like, I guess the next day we went to sloop brewing, which is a farmhouse brewery up in, up in the uh, red hook area. Like I said, we went to Suarez brewing, which is honestly one of the best breweries I've been to in the last Mm. God knows how long their, their owner was a former brewer for Hill farmstead. And he's doing, he's doing, a phenomenal mm-hmm. job. Where is that at? It's uh, it's called Suarez Family Brewery. It's right by. It's in the Hudson Valley. I don't know the town exactly, but it is. It's right by Red Hook. So it's my sister's house is in Red Hook. It's like maybe five five minutes from there. Oh, nice. I just don't know the thing, but check them out. Suarez Family Brewery. Their stuff is absolutely. It says phenomenal. Hudson, New York. It that yeah. It's definitely not in Hudson though. But yeah, there. I mean, not only did I go Saturday. I found that they were open on Easter Sunday. I went back on Easter Sunday. I was like, see you family. (laughs) Go to the brewery. Go find the eggs girls. And then we hit, uh, we got lucky and it snowed like six inches overnight on Easter, uh, from Easter into Easter Monday. And we went skiing at Bel Air and skied six inches of fresh snow with the kids on the last day of the ski season for us. Perfect. And managed to, on the way home, if you've ever been to Bel Air, there's not really, it's kind of like a sleepy little town when you, in terms of the opera scene, like the mid mountain bar is pretty solid. Mm Mm-hmm. But you kind of get away from it. There's nothing really there. So we were driving all the way home that day. And, you know, we get maybe like 10, 15 minutes out from the mountain. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to pull into this shopping center over here. I'm going to grab a coffee for the ride home because we got like a two-hour ride. My wife's like, yeah, sure. So I pull in. I go to park. And I look up Woodstock Brewing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Is this like a stroke of luck or what? Like, yeah, my, it's like You're my meant to be And by I'm coffee, like, I mean beer. Yeah. So we, of course, had to go. I mean, how do we not go in? Um, <laughs> That's right. It's a sign. A pretty solid spot, too. I think it's actually going to be a good little opera ski spot away from the mountain at Bel Air. Nice. So, very cool. It's a nice little place. The beers are pretty good. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely worth it. Very nice. So that's, uh, we've been drinking a lot of beer. Yes. <laughs> Got to do our research. We're well, getting ready for beach season, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, so much so that uh, I guess it'll, it'll probably come out within the next week or so. I'm, I did a, uh, a backyards beer roundup uh, for mademan.com, one of the sites that I freelance for. Oh, nice. I, I did a lot of sampling of beers that would be considered backyard beers, you know, crushable, but still flavorful. Mm-hmm. So I got to drink a lot of really, really cool beers. Um, for that for that piece uh one of which is this i'm wearing this hat island. you're just dedicated to your craft i am <laughs> this island style lager that this hat i'm wearing these guys you can be bought is what you're saying i can be bought <laughs> here. 
um, <laughs> and a hat. will work for beer and, hat and beer. <laughs> but yeah, no, these guys check them out though. If like, if, if we're le- leading like an opera ski or ski bum lifestyle, these guys are doing it like beach, you know, they're, they're like, their hashtag is like, take it easy or, <laughs> and it's like, they've made this easy drinking beer and it's all about like the lifestyle that you're, you know, like having a good time. Like what we would do it on the mountain they're doing in a beach scene. I love it. It's, it's, it doesn't get much better. Yeah. You know, operate everything. I pray everything. Always operate baby. That's right. So that's a beautiful thing. That's my story. Always operate. Always operate. Yeah. We got some new shirts coming out on the site. Uh, new, some more summer related shirts. They'll, uh, they'll be ready to roll, uh, this weekend actually. Wow. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. So we're trying to accommodate more of a, all-encompassing opera opera surf okay you know it's oh, cool. opera, so to speak <laughs> so we're uh trying to well it's opera ski it's just after it's opera ski season right so, so yes. yes i see i see what you're saying with that i see well uh whenever i do a lot of cycling in the wind in the summer i always opera cycling uh opera bike i mean there's opera bike you shouldn't you do like a 50 mile ride and then have a few beers Woo! feels great yeah listen <laughs> i'm doing um I'm doing the Murph, uh, which is a CrossFit workout on Monday. I'm a Memorial Day Monday, which is a pretty intense CrossFit workout. And I pretty much, I'm, I'm not drinking chocolate milk when I'm done. I'm, I'm going right to the, the cooler. Right to you the gotta cooler. Re, I'm going to reload on carbs. You got to make some time. Is there a uh, official Memorial Day beer you got going on uh, this year? I think whatever is in the, in the cooler. Whatever's not yeah. selling. Yeah, whatever's not. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, uh, Nothing, nothing in particular. Nothing in particular. Okay. No, I'm going to try. Not yet until somebody reaches out to him, right? I will say this. Uh, <laughs> uh, good people brewing. The people that. Alabama. Uh, Alabama. Right? Out of mm-hmm. Alabama that sent us the denim downhiller for the show. Uh, their new summer offering is, um, it's called Muchacho. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a Mexican lager. I guess appropriately named. But I, I had that for the backyard piece and uh, I will definitely be throwing those in the cooler for the beach on Saturday. Nice. Yeah. We'll be drinking a lot of muchachos. Enjoy the beach, muchacho. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Excellent. Yeah, that's about it. Nothing nothing too crazy. So if anyone wants to order shirts. All about Opera, baby. All about OperaSki.com. Uh, check it out. We're trying to, I'm trying to give you as much Opera summer related stuff as i can so there's uh there's going to be content on the site throughout the entire summer we're not we're not just a winter related site so a lot of these mountains obviously are having great festivals and stuff like the ones we mentioned at at arapo basin so mm-hmm. uh, that that's actually i got something coming out about that tomorrow i'm doing the all about operate rogue report where i'm trying to trying to break into the youtube scene here i'm trying to you know go uh logan paul and coming <laughs> <laughs> maybe not maybe not that dumb but um we'll but find some bodies we'll find somebody and uh, yeah. trying to uh, trying to turn myself into a youtuber so we'll be drinking beer and making food and eating food and checking out some cool gear all all summer long i'll get as much of that stuff up as possible and uh, just trying to you know grip and rip it nice live life to the fullest you know have a good time with good people i like it yeah. sounds good there you go. yeah. all right yeah so for more about rich check it out all about com. Order some swag. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Follow your articles on Opera at Instagram, Twitter. I don't know what the hell I am on Pinterest, to be honest with you. You got you to get your pin I gotta, on. I got to pin it. You got to start I pinning. know I have a Pinterest site. Got to pin it to win it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and you know where to hit us up. SkiBumPodcast.com. Under the ropes. Perfect.
first off, I like food and drink talk, so we're going to keep it on that same level. This was a cool story I saw on Bloomberg. Coffee waste is now fetching a 480% premium over coffee itself. So the story is about um, this family and, uh, you know, they were coffee growers and all throughout history, what they pretty much did was like with the, the husks that the, the beans grow in, they would usually use them for fertilizer or just chuck them. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, this, uh, this woman who worked there, she smelled the, the husks drying and it was like a, a sweet hibiscus floral smell. And she decided to steep them in hot water and, and drank it. And she's like, this is actually really good. And what that turned out to be is the whole cascara thing now, like Starbucks has. It's really just um, coffee husk that's that crazy. they created. And they, they sweeten it with cascara syrup. So they actually make syrup out of the husks. It's like a different kind of sweetening agent. And um, so like Starbucks, Stumptown, Blue Bottle, they're all starting to add this cascara into their, uh, their offerings. And they were saying that right now, cascara is going for like about seven bucks a pound while coffee, the beans is about a buck 20. So it pretty much really took waste, something that they were just chucking, getting rid of, and it turned into like a viable product. Brilliant. It's, it's genius. Yeah. It says it doesn't contain much caffeine, you know, less assertive. So it's more of like a mild flavor. Uh, it's got no caffeine. I'm out. Yeah, I know. I need, I need the caffeine. Like, is this after the they roast them? I think they have, to, they have to dry it, I think. Yeah. Can they put ants in it? Or? <laughs> Not yet. No. That might be the, uh, the rogue Starbucks in Brooklyn. <laughs> that's putting ants in their coffee. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a guy with a big beard that's going to make that happen. Charging for this. I wonder if you can like caffeinate ants. Five. Five <laughs> and then eat them. Venti. Yeah. Uh, I think oh they mentioned the um up here the price of one. Yeah. So if you got a medium iced cappuccino with cascara foam, four seventy five. There you go. Five bucks. Five bucks. Pretty close. Wow. But I had it once and it was delicious. So was it? It was pretty good. Was yeah. it good? Yeah. I haven't been to Starbucks in a while. Yeah. We're yeah. spoiled here, though. We got some good local we coffee do chains. Really good local coffee. Yeah. There's a local chain, uh, local, not even a chain, a local place near where I'm moving now. And uh, I actually went in there the last two days and got coffee. It's really good. And I was like, you know, this is so much better than what I, where I usually go. Um, not gonna bash anything, but uh, it's kind of a local. And you know, they started talking to me and, and talking about the other places and and you know explaining. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. It reminded me of Stumptown up by you. Oh, yeah. Stumptown's fantastic. Where's Which is the one that you buy? A couple of them in the city, yeah. Oh, okay. Which I is the blend that you buy? Mine owns uh, uh, Surf Coffee, or Coffee Surf, sorry, in Seabright. Uh, have you ever been there? No, I haven't been there. Yeah, I know they're usually closed on the weekends it's in the it's winter, an adventure right? adventure in every cup. Is it? Yes, or, yeah. I love to drink adventure. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a cool spot. They Their coffees are pretty good. They make some interesting... Uh, what are they? Uh, the cold brews, like they have some interesting. Oh, cold really? Brews. You know, oh, cool. I just, I just like the regular coffee. It's it's, it's good coffee. It's nice good coffee. It's yeah. This place, I got to find out the plate. Uh, it's a place in Tampa that they get their coffee from, and they actually get their cold brew in a keg and they have it on tap. 
Oh, like the nitro cold brew. I love it. They do the nitro and they do the regular cold brew. I was like, dude, you drink cool. one of those. That if you're like dehydrated, you are just like wired. Yeah. Oh, they're fantastic. They're, uh, the the one at um Starbucks is pretty good. The nitro. I've never had one of the nitros. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Do any of them around here have them? It's fine. Yeah. Well, I listen. The one, the one. Or is that the premium Starbucks they have it at? I go to sometimes before my golf practice. I when I coach high school golf, there's the one that I go to and. I feel like I walk in there. I'm on like the pay no mind list. Like how hard is it to literally pull the handle and fill up the damn cup for me? I should be in and out of here in, in 30 seconds. And now it's like, we're working on eight minutes. You need the app. You got to order ahead of time. Give me my damn coffee, please. <laughs> got to order ahead of time with the app. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. All right, Mario, this story is right up your alley. <laughs> All right. Well, if you've had any kids playing at Clearwater Beach uh, this past Sunday, there was a dude, a pretty scary looking dude from the picture, uh, climbed atop a piece of equipment at the playground and and was yelling at a bunch of children in the area. Uh, his message is where babies come from. So he took it upon himself. Otis Dwayne Ryan, age 30, was taken into custody on a charge of disorderly conduct. Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne. Uh, at about 3 p.m. on Sunday, um, in a park in the area of Pier 60 of Clearwater Beach, uh, he decided to get up on top of a piece of uh, playground equipment and make inappropriate comments to women in an effort to get their male partners to confront him. So <laughs> uh, an officer in the area is watching him at the time. And he walked over to busy play- playground, topped on, uh, got on top of it. And he's... Um, Actually, there were kids there, ages four and six, and he started shouting from the top, uh, telling children that babies come out of women and use verbal term in doing so. (laughs) Parents rushed to remove the children. Uh, I don't know why parents would let their kids stay there when this creepy dude jumped on that equipment. I mean, if you they were on their phones, I think if you look at if you look at this guy, what the hell is with his one tooth? I don't know, man, but I would expect that dude to do something like this. Like, it's like, it looks like it's a little, you know, like a minion. It looks like a photo finish. And that one tooth is like kind of like leaning. Yeah. Like its chest is going forward to cross the and line he first. He goes to the same tattoo artist as Mike Tyson. Yeah. And he's got the third eye. Do you see it right in his forehead? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, nice. The nice. pineal gland. Yeah. It's subtle. But he's got that third eye. Yeah, this this guy seems to be one of those people that just makes a lot of bad decisions. Now, police noted that he has caused a number of disturbances in the in the area recently. How and far records show a number of arrests over the last few years. So, Mario, you run into this guy at some of the breweries and bars you hit? Uh, you know what? I have not personally run into him. Um, just keep your eyes I, for that tooth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like a magic tooth. Oh, it's magical, right? Damn, that guy's creepy looking. Yeah, oh I don't God. really. I think this guy is probably not employed anywhere. No, I don't see where. If not this even guy walked like the in, sex ed department at a school. You never know. Maybe an Uber driver. <laughs> uh, he's a professor at University of Tampa. <laughs> he's the superintendent of. <laughs> Actually, he's wearing orange. Isn't that the colors of the U? I, the U. The U. <laughs> add a little green in there, right? Well, his teeth are kind of making the U, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, right. Oof. All right. Graduate the U. <laughs> and one more story to finish up the week. Dude, this was ridiculous. This is the opposite of this gentleman, Mr. Dwayne. 
the good folks at Viking Cruises have this uh, new Viking Ultimate World Cruise. 245 days, 113 guided tours, 59 countries, starting at $92,000. Uh, before we proceed, skiponpodcast.com, uh, if you want to invite us to take a cruise with you guys. Yeah, if you are an old, rich lady who needs the company of some younger men, Hello. we uh, our services are available. You can, so. you can lump me into that mix as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> you can certainly lump me into that. I'd be happy. We have a lot of good stories. We're, we're good to entertaining to be around. That's true. Who wouldn't want our shenanigans for 245 days? I'll do it for free. All for the low price of $300,000. I'll write about that shit. So there you, you go. talk about the, uh, the, the map. They show the map here. This is insane. And you start out in, in England. Wow. Um, it starts. A, it has like a day by day breakdown. Oh, I gotta fly to England. Come on. Yeah, this is. Un- no, you just take the uh, QM two over to England from New York. That's what you got to do. Why don't they have start luxury submarines? Luxury submarines. <laughs> luxury submarines. That could be a thing. So you start in swinging London. You're there for a couple of days. You go to Dover, English Channel, oh then to Ireland. All these wasp covered. Liverpool, Wales, <laughs> Northern <laughs> Ireland. Then you go to Scotland for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Then Norway, Norway. Bergen, Norway. I mean, this sounds really, it sounds really cool, but I guess the big question is like, at some point, are you going to go nuts? Being, see the same people at dinner. Like, I've been on a cruise. I don't want to see those same people at dinner. 245 days. We're going to New York. That's, I want to know what time of year this is because you're going around like, Maybe Canada, Greenland. Like, is there are there going to be places to hop off and ski? Because that'd be kind of cool. But what's why that's the first thing I looked at is where like where places where we can ski. Yeah, to Europe, bro. Yeah, to Europe. Um, I mean Montreal, Quebec City. That's not really. There's really nothing there. The problem is you're close to the coast, so you'd have to be up by. I mean, probably something like a Whistler helicopter. Take it on an around-the-world cruise. You could helicopter anywhere you want. That's true. We're going to Barbados. You're going down to the Amazon, Brazil. Like, I wonder how many people actually do this. I'm sure a whole boat full, full right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that at night, 3,000. Argentina. Hit up like Bariloche. Is there any... Uh, August 31st. The Chilean fjords. That could be pretty sweet. Yeah, there's one sailing August 31st. August 31st. Okay. Yeah, you're in Chile a lot. I'm in. This sounds oh, super dope. Good ski in Chile. You usually like, take a couple days extra and then I meet up. ski in Chile. Dude. August. That's perfect time to be there. San Diego, Los Angeles. Uh, San Diego. The whale of vagina. Ranch Polynesia. Cook Islands. South Pacific. Tonga. Fiji. <laughs> New Zealand. A lot of New Zealand. Holy cow. There for like a week. Australia. Australia. We're on day 169. We still have like 70 days left. Coral Sea. Java. Indonesia. Brunei. Hanging out with the Sultan. Andrea, actually, when she was, she went to high school in Singapore and her sister's friend was like the nephew of the Sultan of Brunei. Really? Damn. 37 degrees. And he like gave away like what Rolexes. Does that make us? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Out of China. Does it stop in Macau? 
That's one of the places I'd love to go to. One of the few non-ski places I want to go to. Because yeah. it just seems so bizarre. Like it's all just like gambling and craziness. Oh, sounds like Vegas. Singapore, Malaysia, but it's in China. Yeah. It's but it's like one of those like independent cities, like like a Hong Kong. Oh. Sri Lanka, India, Mario, India. There you go. There you go. Jordan. Does it stop in uh what that what's that place? Dubai? No Dubai, oh, huh? Dubai. What the hell? That's an excursion. <clears throat> Italy. Yeah, seriously. You're in one day in Italy. Algeria, a bunch of Spain. It's probably not even a whole day. I hate when they stop for like four hours. It's like great. Thanks for nothing. Oh. <laughs> wow. There are a lot of stops on this trip. Um, 245 to be precise. If you will. Well, less because you're in a couple of days. Sometimes you're in like uh, four or five days in a place. I wonder if they get people hopping on for like you know, five days and then they... There's gotta be. There's no way they can have one ship for everyone doing... You know, there might be some people that do the whole cruise. It's gotta be, like, geared towards retirees, right? I think so. You work power power remote? remote? Yeah, powerball winners. <laughs> work remote. <Yeah. laughs> work remote. <laughs> Dude, I'm remote, man. I want to see. <laughs> Wouldn't it be, like, the best if you, ha- if you were super rich, buy that guy a ticket? Yeah. <laughs> and just send him on the boat? Oh, yeah. I love it. The picture for Ho Chi Minh City is a is a, a tank. tank. All these other places have like these pictures, of sunsets, sunset and shit, and this and it is like Ho Chi Minh City, a tank, a tank. Yes, Man. I'm here to bail out Dwayne Ryan. <laughs> and I'm going to put him on a tick on a cruise. We'll we'll teach him how to say uh, where babies come from in every language before he support. <laughs> you can't even kick him off, man. He's on a boat. You have to bring a helicopter in to kick them off. Yeah. Awesome. And that's when we find out the cruise ship has a jail. Yeah, right. <laughs> Every good cruise ship does. All right. Well, this, uh, again, if there's anyone, any uh, rich, old uh, widows or young single girls, you know, want the company of three strapping young men, youngish men, uh, hit us up. Skibumpodcast.com or all about appraiseski.com. Take your pick. <laughs> Take your pick. We come as a package deal or individually. Use <laughs> your pleasure. Well, Rich, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. It's, always, it's, it's great. It's always awesome having you on. Uh, always awesome. Again soon. Yeah, I'll bring the beers. Beautiful. <laughs> and for more information about Rich, all about appraiseski.com. He's on all the socials too. Yeah, follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, all about opera and uh, Facebook, all about opera. We're all about opera. Nice. Straightforward. All about opera. <laughs> nice. And you can find us too. So uh, ski bum podcast.com. We're also twitter.com slash ski bum podcast, facebook.com slash ski bum podcast, instagram.com slash ski bum podcast. My sister, Melissa will be posting all kinds of fun. Telluride mountain film festival photos this weekend so check them out and we will talk to you guys next week stay high stay polluting see ya